0: Welcome to School of Movies. (laughs) We're back. A dinosaur's story?
1: I wish I could see more dinosaurs! Dinosaurs! Son of a dinosaur! (laughs) That's us!
0: That's right,
2: that's you. There are a lot of children down there in this one particular time that miss you. And they're wishing for you. I've never heard a louder wish. (laughs)
3: It's (sighs) inside.
2: I gave you all brain grain, and now you're smart enough to make up your own
1: minds (coughs) I
2: Wanna Talk a little bit about what's going on in this room because I think there are some fascinating Ramifications here for the future Now there are two people down there you should know about One person is there to help you Her name is Dr. Juliet Bleib
3: Welcome, welcome She
2: knows you're coming she needs you to fulfill the wishes of many children. Her address is the Museum of Natural History. The Museum of Natural History. I'll write you every day.
4: 15 Yemen Road, Yemen.
2: Now the other person you should know about is my brother, Professor Screw Eyes. He's cruel. He's insane. He travels around down in this time causing mischief. He was driven mad by the loss of his eye long ago. There is no escape from this. You don't want to hurt the boy, Harvey. It's not about what I want. It's about what's fair. My advice to you is find Dr. Bleeb and stay well clear of my dark and unhappy brother. Beyond that, just try not to step on anybody. Ah!
5: Don't move!
0: Another commission show here, and we are going to cover a movie we hadn't seen until today. A very little-known animated movie released in 1993, produced by Steven Spielberg, not even released theatrically in the UK, and in taking less than $10 million, a box office bomb. This is the story of four dinosaurs who are made smart and brought to 1993 New York by a time traveller from the future where they befriend some kids. This was requested by a listener named Chris Finnick, and it's apparently a very important part of Chris's childhood that he's never been able to talk about with anyone. And he was beginning to feel like this film didn't even exist, so he wanted to hear us talk about it. And talk about it, we shall. But he may not like what we. I mean, I, I think he he knows it's a bit rubbish. So yeah, okay, <laughs> this is going to be a fun show, I think. As long as long as, uh, as long as Chris enters into this knowing that it's a bit rubbish, then. Uh, will be all right. But it's, it's, it's not entirely rubbish. It's a bit of an animation damnation. If you've listened to We Hate Movies, do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, where it's, where it's, it's, not, it's not anywhere near as terrible as it could have been.
6: We've seen much, much worse. Much,
0: much, much worse. Yeah. It's got some redeeming features, so let's, uh, let's talk about those. But we also have to talk about the things that were really mismanaged and confusing and crap. Okay. <clears throat> With us is Harrison Brockwell. Hello. Hello, Harrison. Is is this your first time on this show?
7: Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And returning after Big Trouble in Little China and Congo, Mr. Brendan Agnew. What's lunch? (laughs) (laughs) You can't quote this film. I've only just seen it. I can barely keep it in my head. Okay. I'm also not John Goodman. Very few people are. Okay, so let's set the scene with this one. It's 1993. Jurassic Park has just come out and set the benchmark for huge blockbusters that just get everyone all fired up and gotten everyone all crazed about dinosaurs it wasn't the first like big dinosaur film from around this period though I think uh, um, Land Before Time came out before this
5: I'm almost certain Land Before Time was late 80s like
0: 88 88, 89 yeah yeah it went up against Oliver and Company and beat it is it really that old damn yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I never saw the first one Oh, that first, that, like, just see the first first one.
7: See, I've seen the one where the slightly slow Stegosaurus gets
0: involved. You say that like everyone's seen Land before time 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13 the new valley
7: they went that long oh yeah
0: straight to video there is a lot of money in animated dinosaur clag Hmm.
6: that's a good point straight to
0: dvd animated sorry straight to video then straight to dvd animated dinosaur (laughs) clag almost as much as there are in dogs that can put balls through hoops and play on sports teams
6: there's a lot of people who credit jurassic park with um getting kids majorly into dinosaurs but Honestly, there was a massive um, industry in kids being into dinosaurs well before that. I think Mm. Jurassic Park actually surfed that wave.
0: Super Mario Brothers was also just like, it was bringing out its animatronic dinosaur, I think around about the same time as Jurassic Park. That would be 93. I'll just double check that one as well. I think that came out around about the same time as Last Action Hero as well. Yeah, Last Dashing Hero got pretty much eaten by Jurassic Park. Yeah, that came out like the week after Jurassic Park. Good good idea. Good good launch day. Yeah,
6: Super Mario Brothers nineteen ninety three. Yeah,
0: Super Mario Brothers nineteen ninety three. Theodore Rex in nineteen ninety five. So oh my that, god, yeah. I, I would argue another film we're about to review was also a little bit influenced by the whole creature shock um, you know, CGI animatronic um extravaganza that Jurassic Park was, the whole sort of family all get together to watch creatures run amok. Um, But yeah, this film came out like... Was it Thanksgiving? Hang on. Uh,
7: I I would assume it's Thanksgiving considering they keep talking about Thanksgiving hats, which is something I've never heard of.
4: I wish I had a... Thanksgiving
0: hat. November twenty fourth. This was Thanksgiving. Oh my god! This must have been a weird situation.
6: Mm. Also, that just to, to an aside on the. Hat. Do
0: you folks have Thanksgiving hats? When
6: when you see no. Thanksgiving hat, what I think of is pilgrim hat, like yeah. you know the the half yeah. buckles hat, and everything. the tall black thing with the buckle on the front. This is not a Thanksgiving hat. This is just a boater. Yeah, with a motor. ribbon round it.
0: This is a. I attended a prep school hat. Yeah. I, I mean, attended
5: a private school it, in, like, the mid-20th yeah. century, too.
7: <laughs> 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 I mean, the hat's kind of used for that shorthand anyways.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it's 1993. Steven Spielberg is flying high on Jurassic Park. But this thing was put together four years previously. Like, before, I think Steve was probably thinking about Jurassic Park. But I think Jurassic Park only got, like, written in 1990. So this thing with dinosaurs was going to happen way before that. Hang on, let me just double-check this. As in the book? Yeah, Jurassic Park. What? Jurassic
6: Park.
5: Well, this was also based on a book that was written in, like, 87 or something. Yeah, yeah
0: 1990.
6: 1990.
0: See, I know my Crichton. I've had two for this show. Um, yeah. But, yeah, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story is based on uh, the book of the same name by Hudson Talbot, in which, looking at the front cover, five dinosaurs, not uh, not four... Uh, So that would be what that extra one at the parade float, the uh, Diplodocus or the uh, Brachiosaur, whichever one it is, is a sort of reference to. That would be the fifth one. Uh, On one day in the Cretaceous period, as a Tyrannosaurus is about to devour a smaller dino, he captured a flying saucer piloted by an alien named Vorb arrives. Oh, he captured the smaller dino. He recruits him. Okay. Vorb recruits rex and several other dinosaurs and apatosaurus triceratops sorolophilus and stegosaurus diarosaurus and pteranodon too confusing too many dinosaurs he he he's found for a trial of a special vitamin he's developed which upon the feeding of it to the dinos caused them to become sapient okay it's not a vitamin in the movie it's It's
7: magic cereal
0: magic cereal Vorb takes them aboard his saucer and they travel to the present. See who's not being mentioned here? Uh, Travel to the present, dropping them off in New York City, which at that moment is celebrating the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So basically this is kind of one of those, hey, we can launch it on Thanksgiving, feature the parade as a major set piece of the movie. It'll be a Thanksgiving spectacular. People will love this movie. We'll have a kid really want a Thanksgiving hat. We'll sell those hats the dinosaurs pretend to be inflatable balloons and sneak along with the parade but Rex mistakes one of the real dino balloons to be his friend Allosaurus the ruse is broken as a result of him accidentally popping Allosaurus which happens in the film although it's a diplodocus and the dinosaurs flee as the crowd panics in sight of them this is all accurate the police come to capture the dino soon after but the helpful curator of the American Museum of Natural History Dr. Bleeb so that's why she's in the movie takes the dinos in and hides them from the cops by having them pretend to be the life-sized model dinosaurs. This satisfies the police who leave the search for the dinosaurs elsewhere, and the curator lets him stay for the night. She reads them a bedtime story about a trilobite who wanted to walk on land while the dinos watch out the window, unsure about their future. That's not a book! That's not a book. Sorry, guys, if you're marketing that to children, it doesn't have structure. It doesn't have plot. The movie has structure r- relative to that book. I've only just read that blurb as to exactly what had the synopsis. But that, just as written, that's a rubbish story. There's no, there's no reason for anything in there. There's barely any reason for anything in the film. But they thought about it a smidgen more than this and got confused. Um, so, yeah, this this film was arranged four years beforehand and uh, they got the, uh, you know, as as is tradition with uh, with animated stuff, they, they got them to, like, do their lines and then they basically spent a lot. If you look at the amount of animators on this, it's shocking how much work went into this film <laughs> when you actually look it, at the end product.
5: It, it does not look that great at all. Relative to the amount of people compared- who worked on it, yeah. Well, especially compared to where animation was in the early 90s, like Disney was just taking off. Oh yeah,
0: because in uh, 1988 or 9, when they put this together, Disney were probably just rounding up to do The Little Mermaid and then uh, Rescue is Down Under and then Beauty and the Beast, one of the most magnificent animated films of all time. And Little Mermaids, no slouch either. that's fantastic. And then Aladdin, one of the best comedies of all time. And then Disney had a year off in 93 while they were busy finishing off the Lion King. And this farts its way out into the cinema.
7: <laughs> yeah, I was, when I sat down to watch this with my girlfriend a few nights ago, she made the observation that it looks like older Looney Tunes.
3: Hmm. Mm.
7: it, it from the first shot she's like this looks like looney tunes i don't like it
0: <laughs> i don't like it um <laughs> the uh, it's, this to me the, the actual frames of animation really reminded me of don bluth style stuff you know the, uh, yeah. the way that there's movements so it reminded me of land before time um and uh you know little bits of like uh, we just watched for the first time today All Dogs Go to Heaven but uh, he did Secret of Nim as well and American Tale, which was obviously a collaboration with Steven Spielberg again so if you told me this was a Don Bluth film that makes sense and it's structurally all over the place much like most of Don Bluth's stuff but, but yeah if you actually look at it in comparison to The Lion King again one of the most magnificent animated films ever made it's all over the place So many people were were on the production team and so many really talented people. James Horner did the score and I got to say the score for it is way better than the film really warrants. And some of the animation on it is way better than the film really warrants for actually what's going on. Like there's bits where um, there's uh, there's water droplets on leaves that just look, sort of look a little bit Fantasia, which you know it, it's just like there's there's way more detail than than the the just silliness that's what what's actually going on requires. But but the thing there's... that j- jarred me the most were the tone shifts throughout, where it just suddenly veers in one direction and then another, and it goes from being you know, sweet to being cloyingly sweet to them being horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, carry on. What were you gonna
5: say? Well, there's there's bits in this that just feel like they were lifted right out of the right of spring bit from Fantasia. Whenever the dinosaurs are in their yeah. awesome yeah. mode, I mean their 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 savage mode, which is <laughs> wait, they look way cooler. Uh, I'm sorry, the, I. I always liked, because for some reason I watched this several times. Well, it's because they're dinosaurs kid. being
0: I, dinosaurs
5: rather than dinosaurs being people. Yeah, and I was eight years old, so I had no taste. So I, I watched this a lot, and I was always like, yeah, for that first couple minutes when Rex is really savage and, you know, looks like a dinosaur, and then it was like, oh, okay, get to the part where he tries to eat the guy. Yes! Oh, he's regular again.
7: <laughs> yeah, same thing with me. I watched it mostly, because the only time I had it was when we were at the... The beach with my family, and it was the only movie appropriate for kids. Mm. And I only watched it because I really liked it. The- yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but the only reason I watched this was because
0: I really liked the song, and... Would oh, that be Rock the- back The Roll to... No, roll back the rock through t- What is it? Roll back the rock to the dawn of time That's and normal. sing this song Lyra with me. I really liked it.
6: She really yeah. did.
0: <laughs> this, it's a fun
7: song, but then the end, like, I think this speaks to me more as an adult. It makes a whole lot of sense considering my taste now. The whole end bit with Screw-Eyes Circus and the, the way the crows are hovering around. The just, third act. I found that, yeah, the third act was really creepy, creepy and atmospheric, and I really liked it as a kid, yeah. so...
0: Okay. Um, it was directed by four people, which is not uncommon for animated films, but it doesn't tend to... There are, of course, exceptions to the rule, but, like, you know, one person directing and really... Like, or or uh, with animation, frequently there's a two-man team or, you know, two-person two person. team. Um, but four people, how do you... Like, it's only an hour and ten minutes long.
6: Mm. How much did each one do?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that almost seems... That almost seems like each of these directors was working on like one 20 minute section each.
6: Then how did it take four years? Oh,
0: uh, one 15 minute section each. You know, plus some change and credits. <sighs> but no, no. Yeah, Why well, did it take four years? Because animation takes ages, and they actually did, like, they, there are lots and lots of frames to these things. It's not just straight to video crap.
6: Mm-hmm. That's true, actually. I mean, there is. Oh,
0: we, I kind of wish we had that Dan Floyd on because he would he would be able to find some you know some things to to commend about the animation if mm. nothing else. Well,
6: it's, I was just going to say there is a, a a certain quality to it that you know regardless of what's going on in the the content of the film, there are many many parts where it looks really it looks good. Mm. It looks. You know, carefully done. Not
0: by the standards of what Disney were doing at the time, or by any means by the standards of now. But if you can cast your mind back to what was happening in the 80s, relative to, say, Basil the Great Mouse Detective.
6: And particularly by this point when um, Disney were really starting to become the only name Hmm. in animation.
0: Really started to become. They were since 1937 and then Don Bluth basically stepped up to the plate in the late 80s and said we can present a viable alternative to Disney Mm. and they tried several times and they never really flew in the way that Disney uh, you know like grabbed people's hearts Mm. possibly just down to the fact that their films tended to be kind of higgledy-piggledy but if you know certainly containing beautiful moments certainly containing beautiful animation and certainly likely to be favourites with some of our listeners but um uh, th- th- this feels like it's in that ilk as well.
6: Mm, yeah, I mean, the the tone of it, I think, certainly fits in with what TV animation was doing in the early 90s. The whole um, sort of, you've got dinosaurs in the jungle billions of years ago, and the uh, spaceship turns up. And for some reason, I suddenly thought, this really reminds me of Count Duckula.
0: <laughs> Americans might <laughs> have heard of Count Duckula. have you? No, but we I- have heard of <laughs> Dino Saucers oh um, yeah <laughs> this also reminds me of just like the, the kind of sort of high concept stuff that was being farted out in uh, the uh, 90s in a sort of oh what do we do, do like this the kids just love the turtles what are we got uh, sewer sharks uh, Biker Mice from Mars uh, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys Samurai Pizza
6: Cats Samurai
0: Pizza Cats Bucky O'Hare um
6: he goes when no ordinary rabbit
0: would do. stone protectors, just like all that sort of like stuff that they threw out onto TV, hoping that some of it would stick. Rude dog on the dweebs. Uh, and, you know, maybe we get some merchandising in with it. And this one, I think, had like Pizza Hut or something like that, that, that kind of promotional stuff. Um, and at least one person connected with it for a short while was very vitriolic about it in retrospect. And uh, we'll talk about him in a sec. But um, yeah, just in terms of the fact that this was apparently coldly put together with the bottom line in mind rather than artistic... Like, artistic vision may have been stamped upon in an attempt to get this done.
6: Mm. I I think there are points where you can see that. The fact that it's so short, the fact that there are at least two places that I can think of that seem as though there was meant to be
0: more to it. It's missing several reels. If you watch it and you actually understand about how story structure goes, there's like, oh, like, okay... Let's let's just give you a blow by blow as to what actually happens. So it starts off with uh, a, a, a family of bluebirds, and this one kid like pull like falls out of the nest, and he's like, "I don't need any of you guys," and he's like a bird from the Bronx, and he This falls. bit
6: is so tacked on. It, yeah. It, it, well, it's not in the, from the looks of things. It's it's absent from the book.
0: I think that's almost a kind of like it's going to be okay, kids. It might get dark, but this this T Rex clearly lives in uh, long enough to play golf. And he meets a T-Rex playing golf, as you do. And it's voiced by John Goodman, who is, is, this is his first um, animated uh, feature. So, you know, he went on to do stuff like uh, Mike, Sully in uh, Monsters, Inc. and um, Pacha in um, Emperor's New Groove, both of which are excellent. And, um, and this dinosaur is like, oh, hey there, buddy. I'm going to, you know, let me tell you my story about how I got to the 20th century from Paleolithic times.
6: See, there, there are two possibilities here. Either is he wearing, like, a golfing jersey? He's wearing a yep. yeah, a golfing jersey and a golfing hat. Why?
3: And a hat. And, and sunglasses. And
6: sunglasses, yeah. But I, I think there's there's one of two reasons for this, and it's possibly both. One, you're right. I think they wanted to to sort of make the kids think that it's gonna no be okay. what scary stuff happens to Rex, it's fine. You've seen him at the beginning telling his story. At least so Rex survives. Okay. The other thing is that they cut the planned story back mm-hmm. so much that they had like an hour and they thought we've got we to go get another 10 few minutes, more minutes on of this. this right five Jesus. minutes of dinosaur and bluebird story either end bingo you've got your 70 minute would film.
0: that be where it felt like looney tunes yes yeah that makes yeah. sense if that that bit might be the most rushed then because okay, it yeah. adds it adds nothing to the story um, nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Because we then jump back to Paleolithic times, and this is Rex as Rex was originally intended. He's a T-Rex just stamping around the place, trying to eat other dinosaurs, which is what the T-Rex is supposed to do. And um, and it's awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah, he's just stomping around. He's ah, it's good. like ah, sharp tooth. And <laughs> this thing, uh, yeah, then then gets caught by like, what's that guy from the? Is it the guy from the Flintstones that like no, Dum Dum? Like he's he's like a an alien who. Oh. Oh, what's his name? Because I haven't seen the Flintstones in, is that in decades. Flintstones,
6: that sounded like The Martian.
0: Oh, I know oh. it sounds like Marvel and The Martian, but there was someone else. But it's else. not.
7: No, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't place it. Where did I put my phone?
0: Look, because what uh, this Flintstones... Yeah, there he is. The Great Gazoo. This Flintstones alien that I just managed to call upon. I hadn't thought of it when I was watching it, but that is totally this frigging guy who comes out of his spaceship. Yeah. And he's like, oh... Voiced
5: by Jay Leno, which is just... Oh, he's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Grating on the ears. Yeah. While you, since you brought up Leno, there is a host of big
7: names in this movie. Oh, yeah. And most of them are wasted.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cronkite,
7: Cronkite's wasted. Julia Child is, like, she has, like, five lines in the entire oh, movie. She's barely La- in the movie. Yeah. Like, why? T- Larry King is there for literally two lines when he's, when... Rex is skateboarding on a truck. Who was Larry King? Jesus. He's, was it Larry no, King going, little... I'm
0: Larry King, and there's a T-Rex skating on a truck? Yes. Is he literally... literally I completely missed that. So it's literally a blink with your ears, and you miss it.
1: <laughs> the Larry King Show, we're back. We have a lady with us who says she has seen a real dinosaur. Okay, to Midtown, ma'am. Larry, I was
2: taking a shower just now, and I looked out my bathroom window, and I saw a dinosaur. Okay,
1: uh, thanks for calling. See?
0: Think about the flow of that script there. This woman just said she'd seen a dinosaur. We've just got a call. What happened? I saw a dinosaur. Thank you very much for calling. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, Okay, either stop wasting my time. I'm the most professional radio news host in New York. Or you take this woman very seriously and you ask her, what was he like? Just... I mean...
7: mm, mm. Yeah, the only reason I caught it is because I had subtitles on. Oh my Martin God. Short, Martin Short is wasted as that clown. He's entertaining, but he's there for like fifteen minutes.
0: It seems like he should have had a longer arc as well. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, at, Who for, gets the bulk of the dialogue then, John? Goodman. Oh, it's just John Goodman and this kid.
7: I mean, to be perfect, also um, Lisa, Lisa
0: Simpson you the, is yes. the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She spends most of the movie just introducing herself.
5: Yeah, and it's obnoxious.
0: Yep, totally. I literally
5: can't remember her name, even though she spends most of the movie saying it. It's Nutworth, isn't it? It's
7: Nuthatch. Oh, Nuthatch. Cecilia
5: Nuthatch. Hatch. Hatch.
0: Hatch. My name is there, I am I Cecilia Nuthatch.
7: I just watched this movie, and it's gone out my ears.
0: She's superfluous. She didn't need to be in there at all. Not at all. Um, so, While yeah. we're on
7: the topic of... Sorry, while we're on the topic of big names, John Goodman, still great. Oh, yeah. He's never bad. He's yeah. never bad.
0: He's uh, he's in the Stanley Tucci category of, like, you know, pretty much brilliant in everything he's in. Mm. He okay. should
7: change his name legally to John Greatman. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Um, so, yeah, actually, if you remember, like, back to the bit where Rex is going ape shit and, like, trying to eat a smaller dinosaur, the music is, like, going. And it's like, no, this is not. No, James, James Horner, one of the most talented composers of all time. This is when you bring, break out your boom, 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 boom type music.
6: You don't know he didn't, though, and somebody just made an executive decision that we're going to have more chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap music. Son at this of
0: point. a bitch, you're probably right.
6: That does not no, seem If like... I know
0: what I know about James Horner, yeah. he'd have he, started he with. Exactly, he'd have gone.
5: Black First Symphony.
0: Straight the way through. And then that brings in the T-Rex. But instead the, so they're like, no, kids, it's a great T-Rex. So this guy, the great Gazoo, turns up and goes, I'll get you a T-Rex. You're going to help me out. Gets him into the, like, somehow lures him into the ship. Chucks cereal down his throat. Just,
5: He's force-fed. It's traumatic
0: to oh watch. Oh, my God. Yeah. it's and It's real dark. This alien has got... 520 loose boxes of cereal just lying around, not on pallets or anything, they're just lying around the place, scattered everywhere.
6: The way his head is coming through the bottom of the spaceship when he starts force it does actually look a bit like a goose being force-fed for foie gras. Yeah.
0: This alien, yeah. This alien the great gazoo's going to get some dinosaur foie gras out of this guy. <laughs> but, but, and okay, right. Imagine, folks, the science behind this. He pours, multiple doses of cereal of this brain-altering chemical into the T-Rex's mouth and instantly the T-Rex evolves and his animation changes and he becomes more cuddly looking and he starts and he goes Roll, roll, roll your
2: boat gently down the stream
0: <laughs> Right, and this is the terrifying thing, folks He's singing a song that won't be written for millions of years so, yeah. I, has anyone seen Battlestar Galactica here? Cause I, I, I got the sure. new the... one, the new one. Cause I yeah. got a totally feeling like, oh my God, row, row, row your boat. is the heartbeat of the universe. It's the song that all life resonates to. And I started having a weird existential, like out of, out of universe experience. And then I went, oh no. It's just a stupid joke for kids. And it's Goodman doing his
7: best William Shatner impression too. Oh
0: God, yeah!
7: Like that's all I could think about was him sitting by the fire with
0: Spock going row. Oh, in, row, in the worst Star Trek row movie. Row your boat. Yeah, exactly. The worst, the original six, at least. Yeah. Mm.
6: Um, Lyra was questioning the idea that you could give something a food and um, immediately elevate its. Uh, kind of evolved intelligence. Um, But I mean... You can make
0: its brain work better, but you can't teach it to suddenly speak English and cultural reference points for a 20th century American.
6: Obviously. Nobody teaches them to read or speak English. This information just suddenly pings into their brain.
0: That pterodactyl gets really uppity when someone calls her a bat. She's like, you know, I know all about bats, even though they haven't even existed on this planet, But you know, if in my time.
6: But there are theories that have an element of that in them, that the evolution of of humans Mm -hmm. um, went from apes to human when we started eating certain combinations of food because all of a sudden we had all this extra protein knocking around to use to create new connections in the brain and also the more intense calories we were eating Mm. or sorry dense calorific foods that we were eating meant we didn't have to spend quite so much time looking for food which meant we had then time to learn things and evolve new skills
0: sit around working off our dinner and saying to someone tell us a story
6: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: think of something <laughs> however <you bastards. laughs>
6: that was if i remember rightly all protein based it's all to do with um, eating meat and particularly eating accidentally cooked meat um, and the grain when that was introduced is what apparently according to some theories caused us to become less aggressive and this is why we ended up having to form agrarian societies because that's much more work-intensive.
0: Hang on, I I lost the beginning of the thread. Is that when we started eating breakfast cereals, that's when we started becoming more intelligent? (laughs) That's
6: when we became more civilised.
0: If you look at the fact that it was originally special new vitamins in the book, and it's cereal in the movie, that's an executive decision. Because later on, the brain drain, which is the opposite of this, is pills. Pills are bad, folks. Mm -hmm. And what's good? What do kids like? Well, cereal, of Breakfast cereal. Indeed.
6: Although there is a book out called um, Grain Brain, which is about how eating grains actually messes up your brain. Oh. It's one of these people who thinks that um, basically eating gluten is bad for everybody and everyone
0: should stop.
7: Yeah, hey, you can write books about any old shit and get it published. It doesn't matter. Indeed, <laughs> Yes.
0: Um, so yeah, Row your Boat is the heartbeat of the universe and this T-Rex <laughs> suddenly starts singing Row, row Your Boat and um, then gets up onto the spaceship and then meets a bunch of dinosaurs sat around a campfire eating hot dogs. And this part drove me to
5: conniptions, because that is a sorolophus and a triceratops. Those are herbivores. I I don't care how much cereal you feed them, you don't feed herbivores hot dogs, for the love
0: of God. Were you the person who wrote this on the IMDb and Wikipedia? Because someone put on the IMDb, there is a major error with regards to the triceratops and paralophosaurus dweeb in this movie. <laughs> Both of these dinosaurs were herbivores, plant eaters, yet when they first appear in the film, they're eating hot dogs, which were essentially meat. <laughs> okay, first of all, what hot dogs are you eating?
6: <laughs> I was going to say the fact that they <laughs> refer to them as essentially meat. Not really, but essentially.
0: They're meat. Eating I room. mean
7: I mean <laughs> they're eating and they're in New York for most of it. New York hot dogs are essentially meat.
0: Okay. Um but the other thing is like there's Nothing right about this film. I mean, pick on whatever you want to be wrong, but that, that for being like the one thing that like, that that like oh this drove me crazy.
6: They're eating hot dogs in buns, which they're adding mustard to. Mustard? Opposable thumb! Does have any do issue that?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: No, but my eight-year-old brain had certain ideas about dinosaurs, no matter what kind of circumstances they were introduced in, because I was a dinosaur nut from as long as I can remember. And so when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute. No way, that's a hurtful. That's
0: wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. What have you done? And the fact that he just fed cereal to a T-Rex and it suddenly started singing didn't bother you.
5: Nah. nah, nah. Okay.
6: I so you, you can give grain you the to the of uh, you can give grain to the carnivore, that's fine.
0: Oh. Actually, yeah, he wouldn't eat that unless he was being force fed.
6: Which he was.
0: Which so he was. Surely they should then force feed
6: them the Force feed the
0: herbivores' <laughs> hot dogs until they're like, you know what? This is not too bad. <laughs> anyway, um, they are then greeted, as well as by the Great Gazoo, by Professor New Eyes, a name I had to look up because he goes... and then moves straight on with it because there's no characterization in this movie. Played by Walter no. Cronkite, a, a newscaster throughout the Vietnam War. So this was a pure case of, look, we want grandparents to take their grandkids to see this movie on Thanksgiving Day, so stick Cronkite in there. That's a name they'll recognise and trust.
6: Well, so once the parents have got sloshed... The grandparents are going to take the kids out to the movies. Is that the idea?
0: Like basically, yeah. Like you know, take. I
7: mean, I mean that's I'm how not- Thanksgiving works at stateside. So yeah. Like <laughs> <Okay>. could, you, <laughs>
0: much, could yep. you please take these things away from us for a few hours? We've got a lot of turkey to cook. Uh, I said a few hours. Oh, it's over already. Okay, fine.
6: <laughs> you can't cook turkey in seventy minutes.
0: <laughs> Go and play football then, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so, yeah, Walter Conkite turns up and says, I'm a time traveler from the far future. Oh, God. And he lives in a time where all the animals have decided to get along with each other. And I've come back here to make dinosaurs smart. And I've got this new, just the science here. I've got this new contraption, the brain, the wish radio. <laughs> 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 the, professor new eyes has created brain grain cereal with the help of uh, the great gazoo and uh, a wish radio and let's listen to the wishes of children that will be born in millions of years time the wishes we get oh my god there's You're this so one mad. there's this one little kid who wants a thanksgiving hat whatever the fuck that is <laughs> She's looking at a straw boater in a shop window. There's this one little kid who... What was this other kid like?
6: Um, most of their wishes appear to be dinosaur-related.
0: Like, you know, Basically, like it starts with, like, I wish I had um, like something to do and something to entertainment. And I wish I had... Uh, I, pterodactyls are pretty good. I wish I, I could see a T-Rex. Wouldn't it be great if dinosaurs were real... And he kind of, like, really zeroes... Like, he is, he's got a playlist here of specific dinosaur-related wishes. Right. What
6: What that means is he's got a cupboard full of dinosaurs, so he's going to go and pick out all the kids who want dinosaurs as part of their wish. Oh, my God. If you I, don't want dinosaurs, you're out of luck. It's like a
0: kid going, oh, I wish black mambas were real. Like, do, do you know what's going to actually happen if you meet a T-Rex?
5: Well, it's just he's filtering out all the wishes, like, oh, I wish Daddy would come home, or I wish we had food to eat.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know I'm, what there's good eating on the Stegosaurus? You you might want to do that? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's also a lot of good eating in brain grain cereal. Give it to some of these kids. That basically gives them a, a step up in terms of intellect. Oh then because you change the future.
7: Yeah. I've got two things about this scene. One, I am convinced that all of these
0: kids are the same two kids left.
7: Well no, that's my second point, I'll come to that. That all of these kids walked out of Jurassic Park and got the complete
0: wrong idea from that movie. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Wouldn't it be fun to go to Jurassic Park, Daddy? No, you no, didn't
0: Did you not pay attention while we were watching <laughs> Jurassic were you, were Park?
6: Were
3: not watching...
0: Uh, and the the other and, one I'm assuming is going to be that despite the fact that like one or two of them are clumsily wearing the garb that if you ask somebody when doing in Pictionary to draw an Arab they would draw an like uh, draw an Arab child <laughs> they would draw this as a stick figure but with like the 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 head scarf type thing and that, now, now draw a Japanese child oh, I don't know a kimono and they all speak like small white Southern Californian boys and girls.
7: Yeah, that's actually exactly what my point was. <laughs> but then, but then you randomly have the twin girls from The Shining in this movie. for <laughs> no goddamn
0: reason. We wish our sister was nicer to us.
7: <laughs> and then when they're like at the parade, they're like, "Look, dinosaurs!" Completely in unison, and it is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. That's
0: animated. <laughs> like, that, that that kill it creep, with fire. It? Yeah. So, yeah, Professor New Eyes shows the dinosaurs. This basically guilt trips his new his new prisoners. Let's not make two bones about it. That he's just snatched out of the Cretaceous period. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that a couple of these dinosaurs probably were from different, from different time zones. But let's say he went back and forth, shall we? Um, time zones. I mean, what, are you on Eastern time for a dinosaur? Um, <laughs> so Walter I mean, Conkite, they, We're
5: give, talking, like, mostly Cretaceous period for
0: those species? Yeah. I mean, mostly... If you want to wax scientific about it, with the Wish Radio <laughs> on full blast. So, Nerd. so he asked the Great Gazoo to take these dinosaurs with him in his flying spaceship time travel machine, which looks like something out of Treasure Planet, and it is quite impressive to look at. I've got, I've got to say, just as a, as a feat of animation, it's like it's a it's a lovely big gadgety ship that I'd much rather spend more time exploring that mm. than anything else but that happens in this see movie. It. But yeah, you it's hardly see It's like the Bluebirds. It. It's a bookend. Yeah. Um, basically, he says kids in 1993 want dinosaurs. We're gonna give, give them dinosaurs. He's drunk. He's drunk at the wheel. <laughs> so he makes dinosaurs. I wonder super why smart. kids want dinosaurs in
5: 1993. What possible reason could they want them in that specific year?
0: But kids don't like- want. Kids don't want dinosaurs that are cuddly and like, oh, shucks, I'm a dinosaur. They want a dinosaur that's like. <sighs> You know, a dinosaur! Damn right. Oh, you've missed the point, sir. Anyway, so he brings these dinosaurs into, and this is exactly how scientific it gets. Fucking Great Gazoo pulls on a lever that cling, clangs up a little sign that says, the mid future. Well, how very fucking specific.
6: Also, mid future in relative to where? Because yeah. wherever they are in their ship, it's the present, surely
0: oh my god
7: like how far in the future is he from that
0: 1993 is the mid future it's a long way it's last mimsy long um, like, a hundred brownie points to, to Gryffindor, to anyone who goes, hey, last Mimsy. Um, <laughs> carry on. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> nah, it's not good enough. You've got to know it.
6: Oh, right. I have a Damn. question here. When he brings them back and sends them out of the ship, he says, don't step on anything. Is oh. that a reference to A Sound of Thunder? Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a little sly reference to A Sound of Thunder, which is a, a great... Uh, um, uh, short story about a, an idiotic game hunter who goes back to the past, steps on a butterfly like a fool because a T-Rex scares him, and when he gets back to the future, it is raining donuts. Um, <laughs> that's I mean, what that was. That's what, right. basically, it's, it's a cautionary tale saying, probably best not to make time travel possible. This is going to happen. Idiots will yeah.
6: do it and mess things up.
0: Anyway, so uh, mm, he brings them back. Like, why didn't it just say 1993. You know? That
6: would have been... That's oh, back the- to the future rules. They didn't rules. want to date it. Oh, but- so i that particular <laughs> pitfall.
7: <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's true. Oh, that's yeah? not true. They do date it.
3: Oh,
6: because Jurassic, Jurassic Park's, park's
7: playing at the, the movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blink, they don't it. date it, but they absolutely date it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he brings them back to obviously 1993, mm-hmm. although I probably would have, uh, until I saw the Jurassic Park thing, said maybe late 80s, but... Uh, but yeah, it looks, if, if anything, a, a bit like uh, Oliver and Company. It's for, so that version of New York City. And they immediately meet a kid called Louie. Hey, I'm Louie. Forget about it. On a raft. Like, this is this is this runaway kid on a raft supported by barrels in the Hudson River in New York Harbor. And he's just, like, sailing towards the shore. He's apparently, like, they, they, he throws away this one line, oh, I'm running away to join the circus. Forget about it. And these four dinosaurs plonk down on this raft, and it just stays afloat. No problem there; doesn't even slightly wobble mm. as far as I can remember. Also, it's
6: 1993, yep. and dated as yep. we have just established. He's running away to, to be... join the circus. no, he's from the Little Rascals. He appears to be dressed as though he's running away from the Depression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the Little Rascals. Yeah, like, the like, more...
5: except for the backwards baseball cap, because yeah.
0: and the okay. big trainers um it's a big sneaker sorry uh uh but but yeah he's got a he's got a 30s depression era uh, reason to run away what what to run away to the circus yeah because everyone loves the circus in prison um but <laughs> but but, but this, like, he's got this kind uh, of heading down california way kind of thing going on like regarding like he's, he's running away now here's the thing folks we never really find out that much about Louis's home. And when he mentions later on to a, to this other kid, you know, I'll, I'll cover that in a sec. But we, we never hear about his family home. And we absolutely should have done. Because that's the relevant bit of this movie. That's the bit that kids can relate to. You know, the idea of the terrifying prospect of their parents maybe not getting along that well. And this was 1990, uh So this was 1990s when divorce figures were rising and rising an issue that kids were really having to come to terms with and face and that mrs doubtfire bless its balls had the balls to stand up to and say you know what some marriages don't get back together and which liar liar did not have the balls to do um despite the fact that i prefer liar liar as a movie but, but
5: thank you movie. for making me think of Mrs. Doubtfire's balls, though. Yes, you're appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. Well, oh, I, I
0: you. Look we, at my balls. Oh, dear. My balls are all salty. Um, but I've been are so
7: gross.
0: The Hudson Harbor dear. Um, but. Okay, that, that's a relevant topic for kids to be concerned with and they sidestep all kinds of frightening reality in favour of all kinds of frightening unreality in this film, they create all kinds of scary shit for no reason rather than just dealing with this kid's running away because his his family home is falling apart and he's just run out of, Well, of he, he just doesn't know what to do so he's running away because he thinks it's a good idea that's that's the backstory you give this kid. They don't mention it.
6: Well, part of the the plot line, it seems to me, and I could be misinterpreting this, but they are, they seem to be questioning why people would seek out fear, why people would uh, look to be entertained by things which are frightening, and so he's
0: going to the circus because. That's frightening.
6: No, no, no. As in when later on. When, well, can
0: we cover that when we get to yeah. later on? Because that's definitely yeah. that's the theme no, of no, the no. third I'm act. I'm
6: just, I'm just, and in terms of what you were saying about that, there are real. Uh, Terrifying backstories that could have created the kids in these situations. One of the things that immediately made me think oh, yeah, of was yeah. um, the the dynamic between Louis and Cecilia is not dissimilar to the dynamic between the two kids whose names completely escape me in Santa Claus the movie. You have the um, the little street kid Jeremy who's Jim. completely isolated. He's got nobody to look after him, um, and then you've got the the little rich girl who is effectively being neglected. Um, and that was kind of where I thought they were going with this.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, no.
6: But no, <laughs> it would appear not.
0: Uh, Santa Claus, the movie, the two kids were called. Cornelia,
6: Cornelia
0: and, and Joe. Joe. That's
6: totally deliberate.
0: Really? Joe? Yeah. Where's Joe? Joe. Oh, yeah, Joe. Joe and Cornelia.
6: Joe and Cornelia, Louis and Cecilia. Oh, you're kidding.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Right. Okay, so um, they meet this kid who's like, you guys want to play stickball? And he is totally fine with the fact that a bunch of dinosaurs just fell under his raft. In fact, frankly, him and Cecilia are totally cool with the dinosaurs and don't require any explanation for anything, frankly. They're just totally accepting about everything because that's apparently what kids are like. In which case, why not just reveal them to the... I w- oh, forget it.
7: <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, they do. It yeah. just takes 30 minutes for the entirety of the city to realize, hey, wait a second, this is a bad idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, if this dinosaur's frigging singing, it should be all right. Um, anyway, so L- L- they go to the, the far bank, and then Rex falls backwards into the water, and Louis jumps into a digger and like pulls him out with, a, like, with the, 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 the digger's shovel, and he saved the life of this drowning Tyrannosaurus Rex again as you do
6: which i don't know how big um, harbor cranes are but i they're would they're think not designed if they tried for to pick moving up a Tyrannosaurus t-rex des- it would yeah.
0: fall over no they're designed for picking up about a shovel full of earth or not similar
5: 7 tons of t-rex
0: yeah mm. 7 tons yeah, of t-rex is our yeah. t-rex cover band <laughs> high five hold that t-rex <coughs> high five <laughs> Okay,
6: so <laughs> that was yeah. an entirely visual gag. We apologise, but you could
0: imagine it. Uh, <laughs> but yep. so John Goodman's like, "Oh, you saved my life, Louise. Like, "Hey, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, let's go get a slice." Do, when they go to get the slice, oh, the pizza was in "All Dogs Go to Heaven." That yes. like disgusting dripping pudding pizza. Mm. Anyway, um, if
6: your pizza looks like that, don't eat it.
0: So, so yeah, The they the. the, the um, the, they like then Louis gets on the back of this pterodactyl and they fly through the city and it's like CG rendered like very early CG and it's quite striking and better than it has any right to be. As with a lot of the animation in this film, it's it's really for nothing. It's just like a sort of a, 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 a buck big takes flight type moment, but um, it's nice. Isn't that? Well,
5: it's so they can beat Cecilia eventually, I, I oh, guess. Yeah, it but does. Uh, it moves a lot forwards. It- it does look good. I mean, I was I was kind of surprised because so much of it is just sort of hand drawn and it's not terrible, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a step down from, you know, say Beauty and the Beast, which had come out uh, almost a year before this. Yeah, but then this bit happens and it in some ways it improves a little bit on what they did with the rescuers down unders yeah. sort of like New York.
0: Yeah, which was nineteen ninety nineteen ninety, a couple of years beforehand, three years.
6: This was the bit that I sat up and went, "Oh wow, it's all suddenly gone CG backgrounds." Yeah,
0: yeah. The uh, yeah, it, it's it's more detailed than a lot of like if you if you look at very early sudden cuts from two D animation to computer generated animation, it can suddenly look really blocky. You know? uh, yeah, even in in Aladdin uh, when he takes flight through the Cave of Wonders, it looks very kind of pre rendered, horrible like gushy backgrounds. If you p- pause it, it looks awful.
7: Yeah, I think, I think this flying sequence looks better than the one in Aladdin.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. Like, it, yeah.
7: While we're here, I yeah. need to bring up something I was going to bring up while we were talking about the hot dogs. Uh-huh. Um, when Louis grabs the hat and tells the pterodactyl that they need to double back, he's like, put on the brakes, and there is a brake audio cue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the audio track to this whole movie is the most overly designed mess i've ever heard and i've started i've been doing audio stuff on campus here for like the last year and a half Mm -hmm. so it's become more apparent to me the longer i go this it it hurts the when they're cooking the hot dogs there's like the lava bubbling there's rex snorting as he's smelling the hot dogs and that that noise persists throughout the movie and it (laughs) Like the animation is iffy in spots, but the audio people like they needed to not have as much fun and just do their job. Mm, mm. It's it's immensely distracting.
0: So it's like a, f- a festival in a foley department.
7: Y- yeah, yeah. Because like, and you can like, I could hear the balloons rubbing together. They're not even subtle about it.
0: Nah. Okay. Um, I honestly didn't I, I think I was paying too much attention to the animation to really be bothered by the sound you'd think that since all I do is work in audio that uh, that sound would bother the hell out of me and it does okay, occasionally I will get a sound which just doesn't belong in a movie I'll go nope nope or that there'll be a sound which is absent like I noticed one in Jumanji which we'll talk about soon um, where it just feels like no you needed a sound there or that sound is wrong and that completely throws uh, me out of it at least Uh, But usually I won't notice like really oppressively bad sound beds or I'll tune them out. But I could see how it might affect some people. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of hoping that I never turn that on because once you turn it on, it's very, very hard to turn off. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Louis and the pterodactyl. And do the rest of the dinosaurs get up there?
5: No, I think no. it's just
0: the pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Okay. So the Her name's Elsa. The, the they fly up to, um, and she, by the way, she wants to have sex with this T Rex the moment she meets him. And she's oh voiced, yeah,
5: she wants to chop his bones.
0: Oh yeah, she just she wants. She's voiced by Felicity Kendall from uh, was she in Butterflies, a British um, TV show from the seventies. Uh,
6: no, that was or eighties. Uh, Penelope Wilton. Penelope. W- oh, uh, Felicity Kendall was the Good Life. The
0: Good Life. Yeah, which won't mean much to Americans, but uh, no, she's basically doing what. Uh, I suppose Judy Dench did in um, Home on the Range. They alight on the balcony of a lonely millionaireess, like the, the 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 child of some very rich, very busy parents, uh, who's you know very sad because it's Thanksgiving and her parents aren't there. And she's like, I'm supposed to be giving thanks, my parents aren't here. And she turns around and looks at this amazing New York penthouse, and there's this one sort of throwaway remark. From uh, Louis, when oh, your, what's up with your parents? Do they beat you? And he's just asking what the problem is, but he says it in such a casual way. That it's like this kid's gotten beaten, uh, and it just it made me think that, like you know. And she she turns, turns around and goes, "No, they're just not here." And it's like I wanted him to turn into John Bender in uh, the Breakfast Club, and you know, you know what I got for Christmas? I got a carton of cigarettes. I I wanted him to just really level her with you know you know what? There's there's one thing worse than having no parents. Having my parents. And that would have established a really good kind of you know, like both of them unhappy with their parents, but both of them have valid reasons type mm-hmm. thing. But he's just like, Oh yeah, you wanna talk about my mother, she's all like smothering me with kisses and it's like, you know what, kids? It's Boo. Oh no fucking Ho.
6: See, again though, I assumed that that was just overcompensatory bluster yeah.
0: on no, so I was thinking that, that that's just like a thing he's going to send. He's like, you know, really? When I'm go home to your parents, they ignore me. And that's the real sad thing. And he's all talk, but really he's just.
6: Or he has no parents. Yeah. and that's he, what yeah. he wants. Or he has a, a
0: horrible foster uh, uh, home and an abusive uh, relationship with his stepfather or something like that. But they're not going to touch on that. No.
6: They do really overplay this idea of the whole um, sort of the, the, the role of the, the female in this film is to be incredibly touchy feely. Hmm. And um, Louis complains about his mother does that, and that's why he ran away. You know, she's kissing him all the time. That's what mothers do! And,
0: um, Elsa, oh, she's all chucking me in the bed at night and giving me cocoa and then meals at the appropriate hours.
3: <laughs> and Elsa, <laughs> um, when, when
0: Rex... Forget first, about it. How you doing?
6: <laughs> when Rex first meets the other dinosaurs, Elsa's all immediately telling him what a, uh, a big, strong dinosaur he is and cuddling up to him and sitting on his lap. And,
0: like, oh, um, dames, am I right?
6: And Cecilia, it's like, like, these kids are like, what, nine?
0: Ish. and yet, ten when
6: they, most. Yeah, and when they meet, she's just constantly constantly trying to hold his hand and trying to put her arms around him and he's all, like, pushing her away and, I don't want any of that.
0: But no, she she immediately introduces herself, I'm Cecilia Nuthatch and it's Lisa Simpson and you can't not hear Lisa Simpson. Luckily, she barely says anything else in the whole movie so you're not thinking that this kid, little Joey, has been running around with Lisa Simpson. Um, And she's, she's wearing a straw boater and, like, she turns around and looks at this beautiful apartment and I'm thinking where's alfred like in in oliver and company penny didn't have like her parents around all the time but she's got a butler to look after her like her parents may be absent but they're leaving this tiny child in this giant penthouse with a very open balcony by the way folks when you're that high up in the city it's very windy that's all (laughs) i'm saying that kid could get blown the fuck off the balcony. Um, and, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's no butler to say, come away from the window, Cecilia, dear. Just nothing. I think she'd at least have a governess or something? Something. Yeah. In on
6: 1993. Tha- and on now.
0: Thanksgiving, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, so this is a situation I thought that really needs to get addressed. Let's hope that by the end, Cecilia <laughs> sits to Fuck, of course it doesn't happen. <laughs> Cecilia sits down with her parents and really says, Mom, Dad, you have to you know, even if you're at work, you have to do something to show to, to give me some kind of parental unit here. You know, I'm I'm on my own, I'm going stir crazy, I'm climbing up the walls, I'm running off with Strange Boys and Pterodactyls. Strange Boys and Pterodactyls is our dinosaur junior cover band. <laughs> but no. So she she flies off with this boy on his pterodactyl, throws her thanksgiving boater away, and we cut back to that kid who was like, if only I had a thanksgiving hat. And then it falls onto her head. and She's like, "Oh, thank you very much, Thanksgiving fairy." She's not English, but I just had to give her a slightly different voice. <laughs> yeah, you mean totally A voice. The
5: queen.
0: Yeah. Uh
7: like at least I I actually rather like that vignette cuz they just oh, yeah, like nice, yeah. It, it, it's nice. It's not the greatest, but at least there, there's something with a little bit of emotion in there.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, uh, the, the, I actually can't fault this movie for its um, smoochy kind of emotional heart. It's. I noticed this from watching this and All Dogs Go to Heaven like in a row. Um, there's a kind of a, a drippy, syrupy, like over emotionally, like tear-jerking nature to these kind of like late '80s, early '90s, like a lot of the time dealing with orphans for some reason. <laughs> Um, movie, which is just absent from the screaming animal fests we get now. You don't, they don't animate this. It's just not a situation that gets dealt with. The orphan tulip.
4: Oh, I, a tulip is just fine. Orphan hurts my heart. Ow. There's one less baby to deliver. Oh. Aww.
0: Everything wrong with trailers for modern CG animated movies can be found right there in those last four seconds. I mean, instead, Pixar and you know DreamWorks when they're at their best and Leica and Disney when they're at their best and uh, who else is good? That's uh, mostly it. That's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> are instead crafting really well-done emotional arcs for their characters and they've got their gathering up and then the the low point where suddenly something you just assume to not be the case turns out to be the case
6: but I I do think there was a little bit of a backlash in kids movies in the late 80s early 90s that was anti-capitalist and anti- Pursuit of money. It's a lot and, of like
0: businessmen were the villains all the time. Yeah, you know?
6: or, you know, the businessmen were acting like the villains, but then we'd suddenly realise they had a heart after all. It's just that they'd been deserted as kids mm. um, or, or something like that. I mean, like but that. that's
0: but, a Charles Dickens thing. That's yeah. saying, hey, businessman, give something back. Like, you've got a straw boater you don't use.
6: But, but particularly in this era, and I possibly it's just because I picked it up from this. <laughs> There's a
0: child out there who needs a straw boater. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and from Chumanji uh, as well, that there did seem to be kind of underlying. Um, you know, little boys don't reject this idea of, of there being uh, female personages out there that want to cuddle you. It's not something that you should be running away from.
0: Mm. And they get down to the street at street level, which you think, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, pre-Giuliani, so it's the disgusting New York City <laughs> um, full of hookers. And uh, so they're in the <laughs> alley. <laughs> they're in these... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: Because Just Giuliani
0: already moved them on, fun. apparently, if we're to believe we hate movies
7: Alex, this is a kid's movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they can't show the hookers, okay, so they can like, only allude to them They're one alley down from the hookers, um exactly, but yeah, um and like the, the, this little girl is introduced to three more talking dinosaurs. she's like, okay, that's all fine. I was like, no, child! Be at least bewildered or frightened or excited at some. Like, she's just like, I'm Cecilia. Like, she's never met anyone before. Mm.
3: It's,
6: it's so like, the fact wait,
0: that aren't they're you dinosaurs? Meant to be dead is not now? Weird. Yeah. Like, like she takes it so cool that it's like, well, don't even bother, like, turning up at the museum and being talking dinosaurs. The kids will be over you in half a day. Anyway. Are I mean, no, none of the kids have a problem with it. No. None of them. None of them are, like, amazed. None of them are really frightened. Mm. The shining twins seem pretty chill with <laughs> <laughs> them.
6: The scene in uh, the first. Come Harry Potter play with us, dinosaurs! Where, um, forever and ever and ever! Uh, the scene in the first Harry Potter movie, where they're at the reptile house and the snake starts talking and mm-hmm. Harry looks absolutely gobsmacked. Yeah. That's what those kids should look like. Bingo. And that's Chris oh Columbus. My God, talking, dinosaurs! Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, so then the. F- Thanksgiving Macy's Day parade happens cuz it's in New York and it's it's the movie's released on Thanksgiving and the dinosaurs pretend to be floats, which is again from the, the, the book. And that this was the core like big action sequence. And like, they're sort of going down. And all the kids are like, oh, I wish those dinosaurs were real. And Sharon pointed out that there's, there's no consistency to this. These dinosaurs are pulling a medieval castle float. So it's like, and where did this float come from, by the way? Did Louis have to clobber someone to get in there?
6: The one in front of them, I believe, is a volcano. Surely they should be pulling that
0: one. That would make sense. So, but then, like, Rex just can't resist Ferris bueller in this parade. He's just like, not only am I going to sing, I'm going to make a song up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sing this a cappella, but there's going to be a backing track. And so he sings, Roll Back the Rock to the Dawn of Time.
6: And the kids all break into perfectly coordinated dance routines.
0: Sing song, yep. And it's a a fun song. Do you guys want to talk about why this is good?
5: Um, Because... (laughs) mostly because John Goodman is really having fun
7: with it that's that's about <laughs> yeah. it yeah i mean that's about it i don't know anything about music theory so it's like it sounds good it's got a good beat and he's having fun with it hmm. so that that's about it
0: it's it's not um it's not disney level though i, mean, I was saying when no. we were watching all dogs go to heaven they lucked out when they got howard ashman to start off uh, with little mermaid and uh beauty and the beast and a little bit of Aladdin and really set the tone for the rest of the '90s there 's a when when people want to marginalize or dismiss Disney specifically during their Broadway musical period if they 're doing parodies, everyone sort of just sort of breaks into song and it 's all just sort of incoherent and they just sing whatever they 're thinking that 's actually not how it works. They tend to have five really good catchy songs that turn up at a point of emotional peak or when you need a great uh, like a party song and they're almost all of them are really memorable they stick in your head they're fun to dance to they're endlessly rewatchable and they they have you know quite witty verse or quite sort of you know heartbreaking sort of moments and they make you go like that there's a great sort of balance of the emotions in all dogs go to heaven the characters just all suddenly start singing what they're saying and you know, ultimately, the whole suddenly
6: it's lame. Roll back
0: the rock, and and it's that's just incoherent gibberish, and that's 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 what people do when they try to parody Disney at that time, and that's completely missing the point.
4: Where am I? This is the great hall of judgment. Judgment. Oh, not to worry, Charlie. You'll go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven because, unlike people, dogs are naturally good and loyal and kind.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's true. The implication there being kids. You're naturally evil, you have to choose to do good. This is a Dostoevskyan existential crisis for you. Don't think about it too much. Look at the dogs, look at the dogs.
4: Welcome to doing whatever you wish. Ah, oh, this is really a lovely place you got here. Eating whenever you please. Follow me. To a constant temperate climate, we keep it 73 degrees, we're still on Fahrenheit here. That's
1: fine with me. Welcome
4: to no more rat race. Oh, boy. To order and calm instead. Ah, great. Welcome to being dead. What? You mean I'm, I'm... Stone cold, I'm afraid. I can't believe it. I've been murdered. I'm having trouble finding any goodness or loyalty here, but let me see. He killed me. I beg your pardon? There's a mistake been made here. I don't want to (laughs) die. You got the wrong guy. I was double-crossed by a
0: dirty rat. Actually, this rat was a dog, but his car ran me down. I just blew out of jail. I just got back to town. Hey, this is hard to explain. May I speak to your superior? Because I don't want to die.
4: Welcome to doing whatever you You wish. You got the wrong guy. Laughing and singing all day. Hey, listen, my time's not up yet. Oh,
0: it is. It's quite a sweet film in the end, despite its um, multitude of somewhat disturbing issues. But yeah, the whole roll back to rock just seems more like a kind of like, well, let, let's give him a poochie song to sing again, I've just seen All Dogs Go to Heaven and we're not going to cover that, but there was a dog in All Dogs Go to Heaven that was wearing a vest and a backwards red baseball cap <laughs> it was actually the same breed as Poochie. And look, there's a point when that dog starts crying and it's a really great emotional scene, but he's wearing a backwards red cap at that point. <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't, that doesn't scan. It's very easy to spot poochification in the early 90s. And uh, this film has some of it, but uh, it, it could probably have been a lot worse. Mm. You know, all told, I mean, it's it's all over the place. But it's like, it's not like they stop and have a meal at Burger King, because I mean, there could have been like whole like like Rex just shoveling burgers into his face and going, "Oh, these are even more delicious than other dinosaurs." No offense, guys.
6: <laughs> and also, it hasn't quite hit that peak nineties empty cool.
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah. But Except I mean, it comes—it comes close when Rex is surfing or skateboarding on, on the a car. Yeah,
0: yeah, that comes pretty cool because it's the '90s, so there's got to be a skateboardy thing. That's almost—that's a board meeting thing. Could the dinosaur skateboard on a car? Sure, we could animate that. And like you know, that yeah. happens, but it doesn't have—it doesn't register in that. any we way. We won't
6: have time to do the proper ending. Mm. Oh, no, uh, do us the skateboarding on the car.
0: <laughs> also, it would just break the axles. <laughs> that's not happening. If he puts yeah. it into um, cruise control mode and just basically takes off the handbrake completely, you might be able to do it. But in New York traffic, forget about it.
6: Also, there's no thing, about don't it. Don't step on anything. You're stepping on a car.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Doctor. What's-his-face, bright eyes, who has washed eyes. his hands of the whole situation. Just
6: disappeared. He's
0: just like, "Why? Well, I'm just going to drop you here. I'm no
6: further part in the pursuit You've got
0: things. one person to meet, Professor Who Gives a Fuck, from the museum. <laughs> like, these dinosaurs are going to be able to find her. It's like, you know, it is your job, Dr. New Eyes, I mean, to get these I mean, guys together yeah. with your, your red rendezvous.
7: Dr. New Eyes does give him her address oh, that's at fine. the Museum of Natural History. That's not an address!
0: And <laughs> 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 st- turn up outside the museum, knock and say, well, we'll, we'll wait, it's okay.
6: And he does this whole bit about, oh, and this is my brother, Professor
0: Screweyes. Make holding sure it back.
6: you don't meet up with him.
0: Because Professor Screw Eyes went mad when his eye was whipped out. It's like, what the hell?
6: <laughs> Where did this suddenly come from?
5: So, yeah, I I'm wonder gonna- if he might be making wishes on the Rish radio for a new eye. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: Have, have all the I'm- dinosaurs in the world. Incidentally, by the way, um, Professor Screw Eyes, when they see him in the in the mirror thing, um, he really looks like Omadon from The um, yeah. Dragons.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. So, yeah, this, this whole Macy's Day Parade thing, it is worth noting that there was a real Macy's Day Parade with real floats of these dinosaurs that was taking place while this was screening on that weekend. Oh, my, oh so my you God. Can, uh, I think they probably timed it so that you could go watch it, and then you come out of the theater and go watch the parade, or the other way around. You see the parade, and you're like, Mommy, Mommy, I want to go and see those guys in the new movie.
6: If you saw the movie first, that would be streets lined with kids staring at the dinosaurs in the parade, willing them to come to life and walking away horrendously disappointed when they didn't.
0: Streets lined with one dozen kids (laughs) (laughs) who actually saw this friggin' movie. Um, Literally tens of children. Literally literally (laughs) six of children. Uh, But but here's the thing. The real-life Rex burst his head. They ran it into a lamppost and their Rex's head burst. <laughs> so you've got this decapitated dinosaur being dragged along behind Underdog and Spider Man and Woody Woodpecker. Like this... I think that is, that is my favorite thing I've heard With... in like,
5: the last two weeks. With oh this my god.
0: Grotesque burst deflated head hanging down like a, a dead tongue just out of this corpse of a T Rex. <laughs> I, I wanted to be there just filming the children going.
1: Aah!
0: <laughs> Stop, is he's already great, great dead. Now,
7: <laughs> 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 Professor Screw Eye strikes again. He
0: does. But uh but yeah, in the uh, am I shouting? It sounds like I'm shouting. <laughs> 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 but in the um in the in the movie, what happens after the Macy's Day parade? He bursts a Diplodocus uh flunk, which is ironic. <laughs> and and then um the, the kids wander off for no reason and the then chaos ensues where they're just going all over the place and it's one of those horrible, like it probably took months to put together, but it's one of those useless sequences that you just wish wasn't in the film because it's just busy just work.
6: backward and forwarding, nothing yeah. happening.
0: It's just distraction so that the dinosaurs are doing something so that the kids can wander away. And they wander into the scariest fucking Central Park you have ever seen. It is like the forest in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves times ten.
6: Is that a cautionary tale for New York children? Do not wander into Central Park alone.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's it's Mirkwood. To to even venture in there after dark is to go mad. And also, it's it's full of hookers. <laughs> it's like the version of Central Park from The Fisher King. It P.S. I'm making dope. no judgment on sex workers. You do what you got to do. Except that Giuliani wanted to get rid of them. He just put them all on the ferry. He hadn't. He was having none of those hookers. Sorry, carry on.
5: <laughs> Except for all the hookers he was having. <laughs> <laughs> they were
6: fine. They could stay.
0: No. Okay. The creepy as hell forest. Yes. So, um, uh, what's his actual reason? Is it because he wants to go to the circus?
6: He wants to go away and join the circus.
0: Right. So he wants to actually join and become an employee of a circus. And there is a circus in the middle of Central Park. And it is run by Professor Screw Eyes that the dinosaurs have withheld the uh, stay away from clause uh, uh, of. Okay. A couple of things. How did Professor Screw Eyes afford New York like Central Park rates? That is premium million dollar land. He's on. Do
6: they even allow circuses in Central Park?
0: If you screw up the whole grass in there. Answers on a postcard, folks. If there are, if there do are, you, do you live in, in New York?
6: Park. Have you been to a circus in Central Park?
0: But I mean, like, he doesn't even have an act. What's he put on the flyer? Like, he's got a bunch of scary looking clowns, but he doesn't have any kind of showstopper. He was, was waiting for these dinosaurs to show up, but it wasn't like. Like, he, he's surprised when he sees them, isn't he?
6: Mm. Well, most of what he has there seems to be more like fairground stuff. He's got...
0: Um, yeah, it's a, it's a live ghost train the, the,
6: the, Okay.
0: Like an evil circus du Soleil. There's
6: a, there's a little ghost train-like thing called Naughty Boy's Delight.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I've been on that yeah. one.
6: There, there does seem to be that the whole <laughs> <That's> circus... A- <laughs> Um, does seem to have a tone of, um, these are the evils of adolescence, kids. Stay away as long as you can.
0: Oh, hairy palm junction.
6: Yeah. The first thing that that, that um, Louis and Cecilia run into are three large, brawny teenagers leaning on a fence outside who bully them.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, Louis shows himself to be brave, and Cecilia's like, oh, you're so brave. Seymour. And then they go into the... Um, Circus tent, just walk in, and was it Lyra saying, no, clowns? Because she doesn't like clowns. She
6: doesn't like clowns,
0: no. And I think we established, because we were, um, you know what, let's talk about clowns. We will talk about why clowns are scary as hell when we cover it in the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, Martin Short's doing his thing, and he's, like, just a ginger clown. And but he's
6: he's trying to do funny stuff. Yeah, funny stuff, not scary stuff. And Cecilia laughs.
0: Yeah, and Cecilia laughs for and some
6: unknown reason. Professor
0: Screw Eye, who literally has a screw in his eye, a giant <laughs> screw.
6: There's a other magic things screw. Yeah. you could use for your fake art.
0: And this is the first time we've really been introduced to him. We had him like warned before, and then suddenly they just blundered straight into his lair. And they're like, you know, will you? Can we work for you? Both of they now both want to work for him. And so they both sign away their lives on this contract to the to the what a man who's like evil incarnate,
5: Kenneth the Mars. anti Walter Cronkite.
0: Yeah, Kenneth Mars, Professor Screw Eyes, the ringmaster of the eccentric circus, and the main antagonist of the film. Uh, so, so yeah, this scary as hell guy who's clearly got a cir- what's his end game.
6: He, he just uh, wants scare to scare everyone yeah he, he's he basically worked he's got out an
0: anti-version of the, the wish people, radio
6: people will, this is what I mean about them they seem to be questioning in the film why on earth people want to see horror movies um the the circus that he's set up is not there to make people laugh this is what um Stubbs the clown is is baffled by because he got into clowning by because, the way
0: Stubbs the clown sounds terrifying as a name. Like, can okay, I cut off your fingers and I only leave stuff behind.
6: Um, he's, he wants to do comedy. He wants to make children laugh. And he can't understand why Screw Eyes is so obsessed with making them scared instead. But Screw Eyes has basically worked out that people, want, people will pay money... To be scared, so mm. that's why he set this up. But like I said, the whole tone of it seems to be questioning why children would or why people—and they mostly seem to be teenagers and young adults in the the circus audience. Although I think there are a couple of older people. Yeah. would
0: want. There's that one woman who screams so much her hair, hair flies for... off her head and just explodes <laughs> off her head.
6: That
0: is, is very strange. <laughs> um, but th- th- they well, to they're completely
6: before? ignoring. Twice. They're completely ignoring the fact that the, the idea of watching a horror movie or,
0: um, anyway, or saw reading
6: a, a scary book or, or something like that is that you get to confront those fears in a safe and contained environment. It has value. There is, there is something positive in that. And yet they seem to be sort of questioning why anybody would want to do this. And, mm. and the kids themselves, um, Cecilia particularly, keeps saying, I, I don't understand. Why do people want to be scared? This is ridiculous.
5: Yeah. Which is odd in a movie containing dinosaurs and, like, half the appeal of dinosaurs is that they're monsters. Mm. I mean, what you're, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that Sharon's on the money when she was saying that kids kids are naturally predisposed to like dinosaurs because they're monsters, but they were also real. And, mm. and as a teacher, I've seen that, like, show up in basically everyone, whether or not they've seen or been aware of Jurassic
0: Park. Mm. Kids love monsters, which is why kids love dinosaurs. There's a reason why the T Rex is the favourite dinosaur, and it's not because he's so goddamn cuddly. Mm, yeah,
5: it's the thing.
6: But then this is oh, carry on, bingo. carry
0: on, Brendan. You, you know. sorry. Oh no that that was
5: that was all I needed to. Yeah, it's just basically underlining Sharon's point with dinosaurs. The, um,
6: the one thing connecting in with this that we've observed in Lyra over and over again is that she loves uh, stories about things which are big and scary looking and turn out not to be all that scary in the end but you have to start with the big and scary looking they can't be cuddly and googly eyed from the word go no because he wasn't he was
0: big and scary for about 20 seconds and then they fed him cereal (laughs) but it's not earned it's not a proper form of scary and it's not you know ultimately um this film does in to some degree follow that pattern Mm. And she did care about Rex so that when things start getting bad, she was getting really engaged with it. So, yeah, small children will probably still like this movie, especially if they have a particular predilection towards animation.
6: Mm. I did quite like the fact that when um, uh, Louis is signing the contract, uh, basically he's, Screw Eyes presents him with a blank contract and says you have to sign this in your own blood. And Seriously? Then the your own words- blood? Yeah, he pricks his finger with the pen and he has to put his blood to the contract Jesus. and then it transforms into his name
0: but well if then, that stops kids signing contracts they don't understand then good
6: but then, the, cause then the, the text all appears and it's basically a case of okay you've just sold your soul away mm. Cecilia then pricks her own finger with a hairpin because she doesn't want to let him go alone she is braver than anybody else in this film and they
0: never credit her and that. they
6: never no mm. she basically spends most of the, th- of the, um, the second two thirds of the film telling Louis how wonderful he is
0: yeah just so wonderful, Louis. Um originally for the voice of Screw Eyes was gonna be anybody? Anybody know this one? I do. John yeah. Malkovich. John Malkovich. I'm better Ooh. than you. Smarter. I can play Professor Screw Eyes. Apparently he <laughs> fell out with the, uh, the, the, the the production team and left in a huff. Um, and then, when questioned about it in an interview, late, much later on, he doesn't like to talk about the film at all. But it was basically, like this, this movie was all just about the bottom line. Artistic integrity got squandered. And so, yeah, he just something about how this was being made really bugged the hell out of him. So it it might just have been that he was like going, well, maybe Professor Screw Eyes has a point here about exploring our fears. That's a natural thing. And they went, no, fear is bad. That's the only message message we're going to tell the kids. Fear bad, cuddly animals good, the end.
6: He calls it paranoia when he has he has the radio that picks up fears the way um, yeah
0: fear the next level of fear is paranoia the next level of fear is screaming Mimi
6: it's it's nervous. well how
0: scientific
6: it's nervousness nervous paranoid, paranoid,
0: paranoid screaming, screaming Mimi
6: and the one he's most interested in is the paranoia which again like I said it emphasises the fact that they don't respect these fears as real
0: yeah um so yeah he's got the anti version of the brain grain cereal uh, which is brain drain which. Uh, Is basically a drug, and just say no, kid, this suddenly becomes like an after school special or that, um, <laughs> like, you know, anti drugs cartoon. If a strange Mate,
6: man offers yeah. to show you puppies and then gives you drugs. To Honestly, take it them.
0: could almost have, like, cut straight to George, uh, Bush Sr. saying, you know, Al, Gotta stop these kids eating drugs, bar.
5: Uh, but- <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of expect McGruff the crime dog to show up, like, drugs are bad, okay?
0: Yeah, Just you, that's no. what happens. You, you sign a, a contract with a circus ringleader and then you're on drugs bar and they're turning you into chimpanzees, they will. And that's what happens. These are de-evolution pills. Okay, there's another movie that we've already mentioned that plays fast and loose with evolution in 1993, and it's Super Mario Brothers. There's an evolution machine. They, they de-evolutionize um, Toad into a Goomba, aren't they?
7: Yeah, I don't think that's how that works, guys.
0: Yeah, they, they brain up Lenny and Iggy into like being really smart. They may as well have given them that stupid cereal. Uh, and then at the end, the president gets shot by a de-evolution ray and turns into a chimp. And Dennis Hopper goes, monkey! No, it's an ape. Monkeys have tails. But yeah, this seemed to be a huge deal in 93. The idea that evolution could be something that could be, you know, uh, activated backwards or forwards violently with a ray.
6: Which just is how much evolution is not understood. (laughs) Because it doesn't work like that.
0: I
7: mean, how familiar are you guys with Phineas and Ferb? Because the entire time this... With the pills, the only thing I could think of was Doofenshmirtz going, Behold, my deevolutionator!"
0: I'm not the least bit uh, familiar with Phineas and Ferb, I understand it's a uh, an animated show it's, with many, many, many seasons. It is excellent. Okay. Uh, it will cost you folks $1,000 if you want us to review Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> oh, God.
7: <laughs> see, see, that's tempting, because I know it, it'll probably be right up your alley.
0: Hmm. I, I, we, we would consider watching watching... A season but you guys are paying yeah. for it but i'm not glad well, we we will consider it like uh, right. um one guy uh, wanted us to check out a uh, an animated show called Redwall. wall um and uh, oh god. so we, we oh god was it not good or um
7: it good? the uh that's tricky because the books are great and then the show kind of
0: lost it, okay well this listener it, was very passionate about Redwall. And, and I had a little search around, and I found some inexpensive dvds and, and we, we checked it out and it was nothing and so we, we yeah. said thank you, but no thanks but we we'll, we'll, we'll consider we will try animated shows like that it's probably better up for us to try and then assess whether we can carry on with it with a movie it 's like we'll you know we'll, we, we'll watch it or we won 't watch it it's, it's it's easy, but with shows it's more like serious business the amount of time yeah, that goes the amount into of time that
6: goes yeah. into watching them it takes a, a serious chunk out of the time we have to do our mm. actual podcasts
0: so so yeah they chimp the chimps the kids turn into chimps from the pills <laughs> and the dinosaurs come in like oh my god what have you done kids you know like, they they go straight to the circus tent for reasons did how did they know about did they see it on a flyer or something i'm
6: not sure uh,
5: I think they I they got like exploded out of a condemned building mm-hmm. uh, that they accidentally flew into running from the police the exploding building catapulted them to Central park and from there they saw the circus tents they were like oh that's uh that's pro, that's the screw eyes guy oh no the that's the circus that's that the that laziest said.
0: way of getting them there
5: it's it's awful it's awful and then they're like oh that's right Louis and Cecilia're gonna join the circus we got to warn them.
0: Honestly, it would have been better if they'd just been, like, hiding in an alley. And then one of them says, hey, wait a minute. Didn't Louis say he wanted to join the circus? And then Rex is like, yeah, he did. And then this tr- Triceratops then, like, shoves his, hat, his paw up against the poster and goes, because that's where he'll be right now. You know, the like, that that's using the old noodles. That's using their brains rather than just blundering straight into it. <sighs> anyway, so... Basically, the the Screw Eyes, who doesn't really want the chimps and does really want dinosaurs because they can terrify children, um, says, You must sign yourselves over to me in their stead. You know, basically playing the devil at this point. And it's actually a really sweet, tender moment with um, uh, uh, Rex and and the kids. And the kids are sleeping, and Rex is like, You know, it's all going to be okay in the morning. I'm going to go and have my brain destroyed. I am going to go and agree to be lobotomized to save you. I mean, it's it's Dino Sucker Punch right here. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, what you actually don't see, apparently, that was in the trailer, and we haven't seen this yet, is, like, a deleted scene that was fully animated where, basically, he, uh, the Professor Screw-Eyes force-feeds the dinosaurs this brain-killing um, pill and then torments them just to make them more savage. I mean you can try to make a triceratops savage it's you know it's possible I'm sure but uh, that's there's another reason why the triceratops is uh, is another one of the massive favorites with the kids you know it's a sort of this sort of gentle grazing type animal but then defends itself and its young fiercely in the books that's why kids love tri- triceratops stegosaurus again it's like it's grazing but back the hell off me I've got these plates and this spiky tail that's the whole the The lore of the jungle aspect of the dinosaurs is one of the reasons kids really like them. What they've yeah, done but- here is twist and warp the dinosaurs so they're not even really dinosaurs anymore. And then the bad part of the movie is where they're being returned to dinosaurs.
5: I guess they kind of score some points when they show Rex doing the whole hugs or, or true t- t- love with with louis and cecilia reversing the effects of the brain drain because that pays off later yeah but it's still it, it's it really treads on that overly saccharine thing that you had with so many 90s animated movies that were that were trying to do the disney but really
0: just just kind of like writing down all the wrong notes okay so uh the kids when they wake up and they are de as you said uh the the tender moment sort of re- re- relieves that um Chimpification, which also suggests that, wouldn't that have happened anyway over time?
5: He does say it's a temporary dose, but we see the process happening of of dechimpification, like exactly as as Rex is giving them the the dino. Like the the last goodbye hugs, goodbye Louis, goodbye Cecilia stuff. So it's a sweet moment
0: because he is really you know um, putting himself on the line. And uh, but but yeah, I say detypification is a trademark uh, term. So if you (laughs) folks want to use it, uh, I get a nickel every time. Um, So yeah, the kids wake up and they're all humanified now. And uh, despite the fact that they've slept on the floor of Central Park overnight and should be stiff as hell ah, when they wake up. They're fine. And then they go and talk to Stubbs the Clown. The
6: kids. Kids recover
0: quickly. Yeah, bouncy. Mm-hmm. They go to talk to Stubbs the Clown. And he says, oh, that guy's going to really fuck your dinosaurs up. <laughs> and then he, he takes them backstage, and the dinosaurs are all savage. And the kids are like, oh, no. And then a whole day goes by. Think about it. Because they wake up in the morning, and then the circus is actually runs in the evening. And the kids just sit in there. I hadn't even thought about it until I just started, like, trying to, like, piece this together. But wouldn't they attempt to spring these dinosaurs or talk to them or something or anything? You would guess think? Not. Yeah. Guess not? I did some digging and found that there was a deleted scene for this movie, which uh, the, I believe the soundtrack is gone or has been destroyed. But the person who had reposted it on YouTube read the words from the original script or possibly from the. there was a novelization of this as well it might have slipped into there uh this is Professor Screw-Eye's Motivation The nice
1: fellow most likely did not let fall how I lost my eye but I will tell you I was a boy I was lying in the shadow of a berry bush taking a snooze one of the berries just one fell upon my eye just there a hungry bird spied the berry It was a crow, I believe. He pecked for the berry, but got my eye as well. Senseless? Yes! I had done nothing to earn such a fate, so ever since I have known that the world made no sense and have acted accordingly. I have a peculiar fear of crows, so I keep them by me. I watch them with a real eye and a steel eye. I am afraid of them, but I am their master. I am the master of my fear! will terrify my grateful
0: audience. Oh, how you... Okay, so this went all through the poochification meetings. This was like, this wasn't in the original, like, kids' storybook at all. They made this up for the film. And it went through all the passes, all the script readings, all the voice work, all the animation stages. They put the whole thing together. Then they screened it, and the kids were... And then they took it out, removing the actual explanation of the uh, main character's motivation and also removing one of the most terrifying monologuing scenes in a kid's film ever. I'm glad they did. But how did it get this far? The, the dinosaurs are savage. This fear response circus happens. And as we've said, fear is. fear in the exploration of fear is very natural. It's part of some of our best stories, it's part of some of our best, uh, most. Memorable life experiences, Um, because you know you like. Sometimes you have to face that. Sometimes you have to explore that, and it can end up being very, very positive. It can also be what would have been really depressing would be if he was wheeling out the fear clowns, and all the kids in the audience were just like, "eh, seen it." That would have been a very astute summation of the of the idea of gorging oneself on horror movies to the point where your fear response is deadened. That would have actually been placing a value on fear, which is, by the way, one of the five core emotions in Inside Out. It's part of our survival. We need fear. Um, suggesting that it's uh, a bad thing that should be, you know, uh, never explored or looked at is is uh, is dangerous friggin' ground. Mm. So obviously, with this scene they deleted, this is all about mastering his own fear and. Presenting everybody in his audience with terrible, terrible fears. Uh, it doesn't really make sense, but I can s- sort of understand that as a twisted motivation for Screw Eyes. Without that deleted scene, th- he has no apparent motivation. Apart from, He's when he went mad because of loss of his eye. It never explains why that loss of the eye links to fear and how he feels about fear. The only clue is the fact that he says, I have mustered your fear! Later on, when he gets the dinosaurs to move.
4: I don't understand these people. Don't you see? That's why they come, to get scared. Simple as that. Oh, the show's starting up. We better get to our places. We're in the opening bit.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the most terrifying show on the planet Earth, Professor ScrewEye's Eccentric Suckers! We will scare you! We will frighten you! We will shock you witless with our dreadful, terrifying, vile, monstrous program! Ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, I give you the Infernal van Demon
4: Parade! (laughs) Okay, this is it. Just look scary and wave your pitchforks.
6: People? I don't know, but I've never seen so many
0: tonsils in my life. By the way, I assume Danny Elfman got in touch with James Horner about the misappropriation of the Beetlejuice theme there.
6: If you have, actually, the, there is um, a woman who has, um, I think she has no amygdala um, or a damaged amygdala. And mm-hmm. it basically means she cannot feel fear. Um, and she has to be kept basically isolated from the world Yeah. because she's so vulnerable. She she literally has no way of protecting herself from burglars or um, you know people who mean her harm or dangerous items objects cars and, yeah. or she literally has no sense of um, of foreboding of, of those things at all. If she's drilled, can she
0: conceptualize things like you know if I walk out into the street and I will be hit by a car, I'll be dead. So yeah, I probably better not just, do that. Yeah, it just it
6: just doesn't trigger a fear response wow. in her. She can't make the connection between that being a bad thing. This this will happen, and that will be a bad thing. She can learn it intellectually, but this is the thing. This is this is why um, emotions are so important and so key to the way we live, because they cause us to do things without thinking, in situations where if you had to stop and think about it, you wouldn't be able to act fast enough. Mm. To, to, you know, save yourself from the onrushing car or, um, uh, you know, fight back if something attacked you. You know, did you, if you stop to intellectually consider whether taking a swing at this robber who's trying to steal your wallet is a good idea or not, it, by the time you've finished thinking the sentence, you're down on the ground. Mm. It, it Emotions basically are like shortcuts. They, they make you do things without having to stop and think. Yeah. And if you don't have that equipment you literally can't respond um, in a way that will save your life or, or, you know, accomplish something for you.
0: To put things in further perspective, I am holding right now in my hand from Monster in My Pocket Series 2, 30-point uh, dragon. Monster in My Pocket were a... This is not planned. I just, it just occurred to me how relevant this actually is. Were a uh, little series of rubber figures in the late 80s, early 90s, which basically sort of, like, took... 40, 50, 60, 70 of the most famous monsters from world culture and turn them into little rubber collectible things and you you collected them and you you tried to catch them all. It was like early pocket monsters. Pokemon. These, I now know clearly, inspired me when making New Century. Monsters have always fascinated me. Dinosaurs are and were monsters of our childhood. Um, Monsters are a way of, in culture, of understanding these great beasts that that wandered the planet beforehand the dragon that i'm holding in my hand is what people made up to explain the giant bones they found before we understood that that was dinosaurs monsters are important fear of monsters and fascination with them is important it, it's it's how we relate to the darkness outside of our our campfires and in our in our homes the the it's part of just that thrill of, of, of something out there that can do you harm, but you're safe here by the fire, maybe, is, you know, is, is part of really good storytelling. You know, the, uh, to to flatten that out neuters storytelling. To To just go, oh, there's this, you know, scary thing, and we dealt with it, and there's no scary thing anymore, and it's all just cuddles and smiles. And what they do with the villain at the end of this is fucking sickening. <laughs>
5: it's um, so strange because they they there's a couple parts where i'm looking at screw eyes and some of the visual imagery it almost looks like they're trying to evoke Odin, because he's got one eye and when you first meet him he's only got like a couple of the crows hanging out mm-hmm. and i'm and i was wondering oh are they actually going to do something interesting with this mm-hmm. because you've got he's a, a strange brother and this and then that and he's into and then the thing at the end happens instead i was just like what <laughs> the fuck we'll,
0: we'll get that to that as a piece de resistance uh before that though uh, a bunch of scary clowns are running around the place and everyone in the audience is like oh that's scary and then the dinosaurs get brought out and they totally king kong it uh, And that's again that's the the uh, um the first of two big king kong moments because we saw all dogs go to heaven again today and there's a giant alligator wheeled out like king kong in the same way like they're, they're you know you, you kids all you love king kong and these these great beasts are up on in chains up on the stage, and uh, Professor Screw Eye goes, "Look, take one step forwards," and they do that, and the uh, the audience is like, "Oh my god, they're so big! I'm just gonna scream my head off," because this circus is a circus of fear, and that's that's basically his act. He wanted to scare the wits out of his audience. All right, for a start, the audience goes ballistic and then gets up and riots and runs back above the, the uh, across the stands. And what we're really talking about is carry here. We're talking about a stampede where people are going to get trampled and hurt and killed, probably, uh, as people try to get out of the circus, which usually is a relatively simple, like, you know, you get down at the bottom of the stands and then you run between the bleachers to the exit. But I'm assuming he barred the exits to keep people in. Well, they're climbing the tent walls. It's it's terrifying. Uh, Like Worst circus ever. And what are you going to do when the SWAT teams come in? To, to basically shoot your dinosaurs with rocket launchers and to snipe the shit out of you. Your hypnotic eye, sir. Oh, by the way, he's got a hypnotic eye. Will do you no good there. Like, I'm assuming, like, is, is this is this his end game? He wants to terrify one circus tent and then go down in a blaze of glory?
6: Well, this this baffled me a little bit because if the, the whole point so far has been that people will pay to come in here and be scared... Um, the fact that they are running away in such terror that they will never come back again and never recommend anybody else yeah. come and see
0: you. You're not going to get a second not, show from no, that.
6: you really aren't. Um, you're not going to make your budget back, i you that now. Um, and you're not getting
0: your deposit back either. <laughs> you paid a million dollars to stay in Central Park.
6: But it's, his motivation seems to have changed because now he's saying to the audience, this thing that you are all so terrified of, I control. Yeah. And it shifts Basically, the it's
0: I control your fear.
6: Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's what you're into? Are we going to like follow this through to someone and so? Nope.
6: But this <laughs> is the problem. You can really only play that once.
0: Yeah. It's not a good business plan no, either. Uh, really. So, anyway, while all this is happening, Louis runs over to Rex and tries to reason with him. He's like, Rex, you got to come back, boy. And Lisa Simpson is like screwing up her eyes and going, no, no, Louis let no bad happen let no bad happen and and, and this let these force words let no bad happen really kind of hammered home the whole kind of you know that's really what they 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 want to make that the ethos of this film mm. like, paper
6: over all the bad paper stuff.
0: all the bad stuff let no bad ever happen mm.
6: what louie does though to try and break rex out of this savage spell yeah is basically an expansion on what Elsa was doing when she first met him. Oh Rex, you're so big, you're so strong. Oh so Rexy, you're so, so sexy. sexy. Um <laughs> <laughs> But he's Louis. basically saying to him, look, you don't need to be this bully. You're huge. You're the king. You're enormous. Wow. He's so big. And I'm so impressed. And oh, my God, you really don't have to fight all these people. Uh, seriously? Seriously. This is how you convince somebody not to be violent and aggressive. You tell them how wonderfully strong and amazing yeah. they are.
0: Try doing that to Mike Tyson. I mean, I
6: just, just Honestly, is that the best they can do?
0: Yeah, let no bad happen.
6: let no bad happen is is yeah. also the best they can do.
0: So. so, um, and Rex snaps out of it because it's a lovely cartoon, and uh, he goes, "Oh, sunny boy," and he cuddles him, and it's sweet. And uh, the top of the tent gets ripped open, and Mister Gazoo comes through. The Great Gazoo comes through. The alien dude. It's like you took your time, you bastard. <laughs> How did they know to find them there? Did they go to the museum and they
5: just weren't there? So I thought, well, I guess we'll look everywhere else except for where we probably know his brother is with his circus.
0: Yeah. And and also, you got a time machine. You come back and it's already happened. I guess you can just go, let's go back ten minutes. Ted, don't forget to wind your watch.
6: Yeah, what you don't see is this is their third attempt to rescue the kids.
0: Yeah, because uh, in the other two attempts,
6: Louie a- got eaten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, so the alien cavalry show up and then um, Papa Clear Eyes or whatever his name is, Walter Cronkite, <laughs> says, I heard your wish on my wishing radio. Let no bad happen. Couldn't agree, That's a good one. Couldn't agree more myself. And it's totally endorsing this girl's entirely unrealistic wish for the world let no bad happen you know what if the if the guy it just said look honey one of the things about growing up is that understand that sometimes bad things do happen it's up to you to try to prevent the bad things from happening yourself or if you can't prevent them if they're absolutely going to happen to be able to live with them rather than just screwing up your eyes and praying but that's not the point of this movie. He's just like, yeah, I heard your prayer. It's Christ, it's God coming down from on high and going, yep, I heard your prayer, and I've come to save the day after the day's already been saved.
6: Yeah, to rescue them from his brother Satan. You didn't pick up on that before?
0: Oh, holy shit.
6: <laughs> his name's Screw Eyes. Screw tape, C.S. Lewis's book about the Old devil. Screw
0: Eyes, huh? Look, you're putting way more Mr. Scratch. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's old Scratch there. Okay, so... I mean...
7: The dude's got a screw for an eye. I think that's about as far as they thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair
0: point. And he calls himself Professor Screw-Eye. Or maybe he was called Professor Screw-Eye first, and then he got... Lo- and then his, he lost his eye, eye lost. and then like, he thought, What am I going to put in its place? Probably a screw, a I guess. A
6: screw would be a good plan.
0: Yeah, whereas Mr. Clear-Eyes is like, well, I've got clear eyes, always have. You Actually, it's almost
7: It's almost more insidious, because his name is... New eyes? Like, did he steal someone's eyes? Oh my thrice? god!
0: It's Minority <laughs> Report. I take, I take cash now. You get the eyes next week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, he's from the future. Watch out for the sandwich. All kinds of shit happens in that, <laughs> in the future. So, does he? Does he offer to screw eyes? You know, one more point of salvation, and you want to come with me? Come with us? And screw eyes goes, nah. Is uh, yeah. is, is that what happens? He gives him yeah, one more.
7: Like, you want to come with? Scrooge goes never, no. and then they just slowly rise back up to the ship and just look at him, and you're like, and they like, you can tell they're just thinking, "I, right, we're not responsible for what happens next." Yeah. Cue crow. Absolutely. Cue nightmare. Fuel.
0: Cue the fucking Resident Evil crows. It's it's almost like the end of Thor, where Thor's begging Loki to you know to to hold on to the scepter just to come back. And Loki just lets go on purpose. And that's a wonderful, poignant moment. But this is not. I, this Dude. is the most confused, dark, like, mismatched, atonal moment I think I've seen in an animated film for quite some time. It's just bad. It's weird and it's bad. It's horrible. Here's what actually happens, folks, for for the 98% of you who haven't seen this film. Screw Eyes watches the like the, the time portal close up and goes... Oh, well. Walks back to the stage and stands alone in the spotlight. And then the crows fly down and fly onto his outstretched arms. And then he eventually loads of crows, are festooning his body while he cries out. And then the crows fly away, leaving nothing but an eye. It is... ch. It's bone chilling!
7: It's actually more bone chilling because he doesn't say a word. He oh. kind of... He goes he kind of, Yeah, he's he kind of begs and He's like, if I'm alone, I get very afraid, and I think the crows might. Oh no! And then all of the crows come home to roost there, and then and then there's a cut, and they all fly away, and he's gone.
0: Oh my Just god! Fucking eat him. They just they they eat him, or he is his essence is absorbed, absorbed into, into the, the crows. crows, and
6: then they fly away and just spread him. I don't know which is more
0: disturbing.
6: It's worth noting, by the way, it's one of the crows that sells him out when um, the dinosaurs are on the stage and he's got Rex hypnotized mm. um, so that he can control him. One of the crows comes and turns on the flare lights, yeah. which dazzles Rex and breaks the hypnosis. because
0: yeah, there's this MC Hammer dancing motherfucker in this in the disc. Booth, just trying to coordinate all of these lights and the sound and the smoke and everything, and and uh, yeah. So I'm assuming that the crow is slighted. That he used to be the apple of this screw eyes one eye, mm. and uh, you know that 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 he used to be his favourite, and then Rex comes along, his his predecessor, ah. Uh-huh. God, God damn God, it. imagine, like, so I'm going in- to is- intercut Tim, like, staring at, at uh, you know, at the uh, T-Rex eating the Gallimimus, uh, but, like, intercut that like, with the guy covered in crows with screw <laughs> eyes, and, like, and, 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 like, and then Lex going, I want to go, and he's like, but you never look at birds the same way. Fuck! <laughs> <What>? No! <laughs> There's That's so scarier much than Resident
6: Evil 3! Is, is the implication here, by the way, that somebody's pissed off that Edgar Allan Poe has been supplanted in the kiddies' affections by dinosaurs?
0: Maybe. Ah.
2: Will you change your ways and come with me? Never! Then we must go. <sighs> huh? Brother, brother, wait. When I am alone, when I have no one to scare, I get very frightened myself. The crow's good.
4: Could... I wanna go now. Look how it eats. Did you never look at birds the same way
3: again? Yes.
0: So hang on, they took out the origin of this guy's terrible psychological unraveling and the uh, motivation for all of his actions, but they left in his horrifying demise. Why don't you just take this bit out? Do do we have to kill? Do we have to kill him? Isn't just being left behind enough? The whole, when there's no one around to scare, I feel lonely. It kind of hints at, you know, the psychopath. who feels like they don't exist unless they're inflicting pain. It's that's, it's bone-chilling!
5: <laughs> <laughs> what I want you... know, to oh. know is that literally moments before this, the circus was still full of people. Like, there's not a shot of everyone actually getting out. Like, oh, we yeah. saw them yeah. climbing the tents and trying to, you know, trample each other to death. And then everything calms down. Yeah. And the ship leaves, but we don't see the audience leave. Did they just watch scryes get eaten by the death crows?
0: They did, and I'll I'll tell you for why. Because they just saw four dinosaurs get onto a spaceship, and their lives will be changed forever. And then they saw a guy pecked to death. An old man yeah. pecked to death who was previously the You know what? I think he would have achieved his aim because every single one of them would never have slept again. <laughs> <laughs> They would have gone home. They would have been the biggest mass suicide. But no,
6: because part of the point of his final speech, short though it is, is that the tent is now empty, that there is nobody there watching him anymore. To mourn him. And that's yeah. why he falls oh, He alone. gets
0: kissed off by this clown who basically gives... Like, Martin Short, he's given it all this. He's like, you know, here is my ex-wife on a stick, and I'm going to give this back to you. He gives him all his clowning gear because he's quitting being a clown for him. But he's still trained as a clown, right? He's got to then go off and find one of the many, well, the few other clowning gigs in New York City, because it's 1993. Clown requirement is dropping every year. You're getting rid of thousands of dollars worth of clowning equipment just throwing It, it at this guy?
7: Like, I, what? Like all of the clown equipment up until the last one makes perfect
0: sense, and it's then like it's like custard pies the... and stepladders and trombones and things, and then suddenly it's and, it...
7: and then it's a giant clam shell that opens to reveal the American flag being held by a mermaid and her normal brother Richard. Yep.
5: I don't know. What? The whale tooth
7: was a little Walk? bit odd too. Yeah, that's the whale of, tooth is like super illegal. The clamshell is just weird.
0: That's the sort of thing that's going to prompt on YouTube uh, responses like, "That's so random." From uh, from little kids just watching it today, and like, "Oh, it's just hilarious humor." Just, it, yeah, it's it's random. It's uh, it's it's absurdism, and um, it doesn't really fit with the clown's act because that's not what being a clown really is. Mm. In fact, most of the time, like clowns are mimes; they're mute. They're they're about physical comedy, not about that's just so random. But uh, it's fine. It it that didn't offend me. I kind of you know, for for the average Martin Short performance in an animated movie, this is relatively reined in.
6: This didn't want you make uh, make you want to throttle him. Yeah, no.
0: Ben in Treasure Planet can go fuck himself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's the other thing. Like when when God comes down from his spaceship heaven and says, "You know, I heard your voice on my wishing phone. Let no bad happen." I couldn't agree more. And Yardley Smith goes, "Oh, that's fine. This requires no additional explanation either."
5: No one ever mentioned the spaceship before. Like this should be a okay. Seriously, Louis. Dinosaurs. Stop Scary sorcerer guy and now a spaceship. What the fuck, Louis? what the fuck <laughs> what, is,
6: what is going on here but this is where this last away, child.
0: my brother's about to be eaten by crows this
6: last ten minutes is where you suddenly get this barrage of stuff that feels like threads that have just been cut off that there was an intention to finish something here but they went you know what this is too complex we're gonna just lose the kids at this point if we try to explore any of this which is another reason why it is slightly baffling that they thought that the ravens taking the man away was fine Ugh. you get what photographs the- of how um louis and cecilia reconcile with their parents
0: yeah this this end bugged the shit out of me they after the, getting back in the spaceship rather than taking them back to their own time period and saying well do you want to be dinosaurs again or do you want to carry onwards uh further up and further in and just, you know, being this sort of wise, this is what you could do thing. He basically, he does what he was supposed to do in the fucking first place, flies them to his correspondence at the museum, and she goes, oh, we can set you up as pretend animatronic dinosaurs that the children can play on. Explain this, guys, because you've seen it more than me.
5: Okay, so they just think that we are very, very stupid. Mm -hmm. And that we'll just accept this. Because the movie is almost over. And that's pretty much it.
7: There is no explanation. It's just, eh, you got to get to where you were going in the first place. This was the initial goal. We might as well hit it. Boom, stay here. Pretend to be fake.
0: Pretend to be fake dinosaurs as museum exhibits. I I understand. They They are having a whale of a time that first hour. Imagine by the end of the day, like, oh, God, these kids, they keep poking me in the eyes and, like, getting me sticky. I am so sick of them. Imagine what they're, like, six weeks down the line when Rex snaps and fucking eats an eight-year-old.
7: That's why
0: he's, he's
7: gotta away play playing golf. Yeah, he's got to play the golf, golf. <laughs> just to blow off steam.
0: <laughs> he got...
7: He got suspended without pay for, I don't know, like two weeks
6: He's on garden leave
0: And you know he ate, yeah. that, ate that bluebird Like a fucking, like popcorn chicken The moment the camera stopped rolling <laughs> Nom just, Now I've told you my story Time for you to be my new teeth strainer um, But yeah, the idea that they're being condemned to, just prefer, to caper for children That's a shit job to just be pawed at and gawped at and screamed at. Like, you know, the kids look adorable there because they're being drawn in an idealistic way. Kids, when they're, like, screaming at you and going all... Oh, that, That's horrible. You ever go into, like, um, a, a Charles Entertainment cheese? Or, like... <laughs> you ever go into, like, a, a kid's... Like, um like playpen. <laughs> you ever go to a kids' playpen? Okay, let me rephrase that. You ever had your ass dragged to a kid's birthday party where the parents are making you go to a playpen place and you sit with the parents and the kids are around you, climbing on climbing frames and screaming with pizza all over their faces? Just awful. And literally, I'm a have- pre- yeah. I'm a preschool that teacher.
5: That's that's every day of
0: the week for me. Exactly. That, like, that's a shit job. Like, uh, why not just say, do you know what? These guys are actual dinosaurs. They can tell you about the Cretaceous period with shocking clarity.
6: Using words that you will never
5: understand. In
0: fact, they could set you up with a time traveler who can take you the fuck back to the Cretaceous period. Don't step on any butterflies now. (laughs) Otherwise, you'll get Trump elected. Imagine how fucked, like, just... How fucking irresponsible it actually is removing those dinosaurs from that time period. You know, even it's if pretty it's pretty awful. Yeah, it's I, pretty bad. Like, if you take them away, they could, like, even if they're drowning in a tar pit and it's like, I snatched you, like, free jack this dinosaur. Like, just <laughs> yank you out of your timeline when you're already doomed. Like, that could be one of the big dinosaur finds. That could be, like, you could be changing the face of archaeology, paleontology, paleobotany, geology, ancient history, and geography. That could be, a uh, like, something that teaches scientists more about evolution at a key moment, which then leads to this utopian society you came from. You don't fuck with time like that just to entertain some fucking children.
6: Elsa the pterodactyl was supposed to evolve into turkeys. They come back to a Thanksgiving where there is, there no, is no turkey. There
0: is no turkey, and there never was. <laughs> and they're all just eating ham, and it's like... No! And they're all wearing stupid fucking hats.
6: Okay, yes, this is why the Thanksgiving hat doesn't actually look like it comes from Thanksgiving at all.
0: Oh, God. And then, like, and then... and, and uh, tch- after their animatronic dinosaurs for entertainment, the last word is, and that's the way it is. No, it's fucking not.
7: The reason for that line is because that was Cronkite's sign-off
0: on oh. the news.
7: So I'm it's funny. like, well, let's 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 have this nod for the grandparents who so brought their all,
0: kids here. That's all the that news that's fit to print. That'll that'll be, give you something to have with your worthless originals. I I I frankly I think that you know what I'm I may be scoffing I think there should be more movies that are made for grandkids to watch with their grand with their grandparents I think that that is a, a market which frankly has been uh, smashed to pieces by the screaming animals uh, and
6: Cuz grandparents won't sit through those movies
0: no. uh, just one springs to mind up It's absolutely lovely. It's totally got stuff for the grandparents. In fact, it probably hits a bit so close to home that they'll be in fucking floods like within the first two minutes. Frankly, there should be more movies that diversify the markets and don't just aim, it's family fun, which means fucking Goodfellas references for the grown-ups and pratfalls for the kids. Fuck that. But this, by the way, for all the the virtue of their trying to appeal to both these guys and that guy, it's just as shit as what I just described. Um, it just in terms of, like, you know, it's got Walter Cronkite for the grandparents and pratfalls for the kids. It's less less pratfall humour, but more kind of, hey, a and dinosaur. But the way they wrap up the actual kid's story, I don't know if it's, like, that Rex or Dr. Clear Eyes or whatever his fucking name is, Dr. Wiley, um, uh, s- says, like, and then they went home to the parents, and you know what? A happier time was never had by all. And and it shows you fucking sl- like a, a very quick literal collection of photos showing that they've made up with what looked like perfectly fine parents. It's not like the father's like wearing a wife beater and like is glaring at his kid, going, "Oh, you're fucking back." Like they look like you know a, a home that was not broken before he left to join the circus. And this, you know, and Yardley Smith goes back and sees her incredibly rich family, and wasn't that nice? But no actual drama no people were employed to play these parents
5: the way that Louie is talking about just the casually do they beat your references like you more expect that that reunion to play more like like I don't know the bit where Rorschach is cornering big figure in the men's room during the prison break Jesus like, Christ
0: whoa. God. whoa there
7: that
6: escalated
0: quickly <laughs> hey uh, you're, you're trapped in here with me <laughs>
7: Forget about it. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I, uh, so uh, one day this city's going to look up to me and scream, save us. I'll whisper no.
7: I'll just <laughs> put <laughs> the dinos on it. It's a good time. <laughs> and that's the way it Eat is. Eat your cereal.
6: <laughs> you try that again, Dad. I'm going to set wrecks on you.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? Let, just Just as an experiment... For the, just, just to close us out, because, I mean, like, do you guys want to tell us what you think of this film like, in retrospect? Because you, like, you watched it as children, and obviously your experience is going to be a lot closer to our benefactor, uh, um, Chris.
5: So yeah. I'm really surprised that I managed to watch this movie as many times as I did to have as many bits of it firmly implanted in my memory mm-hmm. without like without having seen it in maybe close to 20 years. But like there were bits where I was like, "Oh my god, I remember everything about that." I even remember the that let's hang a Louie and head on back, like which hey, yo. I guess is a, which I guess is the thing they thought people said. But it's so just ridiculous. I, I honestly think that the reason there's four directors is that they probably had a completely different product and then chopped it up with two new directors to be like, uh, we've got to get this in theaters this year. So yeah, you guys, you're gone. You two guys fix it. Cause it feels like that, especially by the end.
7: I was convinced for years that this didn't exist. I thought I'm, I was completely in the same boat as Chris and thought that I, I've begun to believe that this didn't exist. Up until fairly recently, when I was like, man, I was talking to one of my other one of my friends, um, Joey, who interacts with you on Twitter every so often, like I do. Um, he, he's, I was talking to him, like there. I I have this weird memory of this movie where it involves dinosaurs, evil cereal, John Goodman singing, and he's like, "Oh, we're back." I'm like, "This is a thing. I thought I dreamed this, but in hindsight." it's a miracle I still like movies honestly um, <laughs> this was way more of a train wreck than I ever expected um, it's it, it it's entertaining in the exact opposite way that they intended it it's not quite Nana levels but it's it's entertaining just for some of the bad decisions they made it, I I don't know I I don't know how I managed to watch it twice in three days for this show. I don't know how I did that.
0: I'm appreciative that you did. Thank you. So, yeah, so am I. It's on YouTube right now. Don't recommend watching it in this format. It's uh, It's been incredibly shrunk and uh, like, like repositioned. Um, yeah. It's on Netflix as well, but... Uh, in, I was in both uh, territories. Yeah. I was scared because I I thought it was gone. I actually shouted because I put it on my list and it wasn't on the list. And then I looked for it some more. I thought it was gone in the morning, just like old Jack, but it was <laughs> still here. Unfortunately. Um. But I've gone to the the Alex Edwards from That Awful Sound always goes to the comments on YouTube for the music videos he talks about. But uh, I've my gone God, in yes, there and uh, let's just read a few of these. This is from Max Darwin two weeks ago. Now, these are the movies I like. No cussing, no sexual content, just pure gold films like this. But unfortunately, those days are now over, and we got kids' movies. Well, most of them have cussing, sexual content, and extreme violence in them. Magic, too. I mean, why do they always have to put stuff like that in movies nowadays? And really, a boy and a girl kissing in the end? That's teaching kids right there. It's okay to kiss a girl that age or younger on her... On her lips, and that's not okay. That's really bad and nasty. Um, hang on a second. Did you just like? He, did he take it back? Because at yeah, the end,
6: he's referring to. Um,
0: yeah, at the end of the movie, movie um, she me, literally yeah. says, "You better kiss me." And like, he's like, oh, "Okay, I guess I'll kiss you then." And then he does. And so he's saying that that is it is not okay, and that's really bad and nasty to kiss a girl that age or younger on her lips. Ah. Uh, Yeah, uh, You know what, I'm not even going to touch that territory But uh, dude's got a point Um, But I I, I think I I would I would say that uh, I disagree With the fact that apparently modern day kids Movies have cussing sexual content And extreme violence
7: I I feel like he Went to sausage party with the wrong Expectations
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the first animated movie he's seen since Wear back a dinosaur story (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That
6: escalated quickly.
0: Yeah. But one of my favorites on here is. That's, that's a great movie, though. One of my favorites on here, Elizabeth Rogue, four months ago. Rex is my husband. And then a heart sign. And then three months ago, no, Rex the dinosaur. And then three months ago, it's a joke. <laughs> I just found that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is Moraney five months ago said Michael and now here's the one and only Stubbs the clan. Professor Screw Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the most terrifying show On the planet Earth Professor Screw Eccentric circus will scare you and we will frighten you we will, we will shock you witless with our dreadful Terrifying vile monstrous program Ladies and gentlemen without further ado I give you the Infernal Grand Demon Parade Michael and now ladies and gentlemen the terrifying show Presents the Black Bats Introducing the demons, the aardvark, the cat, the ape. And we ha- here we have the ghosts that come to the Chinese dragon. Introducing the flying reapers. I was really impressed with the Chinese dragon. That's a showstopper. That was awesome. And like it's supposed to terrify you? Chinese dragons are awesome. Here yeah, comes. why was that there? Here comes the most enormous elephants and the daredevils. Professor screw ladies and gentlemen, I give you the most fearsome creatures of your darkest dreams. I give you monsters, Michael, and here we have the mighty dinosaurs. Professor screw and now I will attempt the impossible. I will attempt the, to master the most fearsome of all the dinosaurs' clan. The ul, ultimate set of teeth in the history of the world, the mighty Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's going to click on. Who
7: is, who is Michael? <laughs> Just I'm just going
0: to click, just gonna click on show less here. There we go. <laughs> and then Vinny the Poop. I just realized how dark and amazing this movie is. 12 years after I found this movie again. And it is really good. Diamante Negro El Lapis Luzili. Oh, my stars. <sighs> and at the bottom, meme guy. There are so many references in this movie.
6: References to what?
0: References to Walter Cronkite? No. Because
5: that's what the kids love. Mm.
0: Anyway, um, okay, Chris Finnick, we have talked for two hours about an hour-long movie <laughs> with nothing in it. I hope you're satisfied, <laughs> sir. No. And we're not even halfway done on our obligation to help you out with, uh, with an awesome movie review. Thank you guys very, very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was.
5: It's it really been. Has. It's been Thank something.
0: <laughs> really, did not expect to, to, yeah. to be to be able to go on for this long about it, but uh, especially since yeah. I hadn't seen it till this morning. But uh, okay, <sighs> we will be back next week with another commission show. Now, <laughs> you're killing us, folks. You're killing us. But no, it's good. It's 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 a different variety of show, and honestly, the, as a new revenue streamer, it really does help us mm. so uh, and it and we really like exploring quite, this yeah, yeah
6: it's, it's really enjoyable doing stuff that yeah. um that we wouldn't necessarily look at twice and yeah. and getting out of it what we would never have thought we would get
0: and we will get around to doing a whole bunch of other things like you know we've got uh stranger things still in the pipeline we're st- still totally going to do that um and it's 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 not standing in the way it's adding stuff on that you otherwise would never hear
7: mm-hmm.
0: so uh yeah cool okay Thank you very much. Uh, would you guys have like to pimp your shows? if you got stuff people can check out?
7: I don't have a show or anything, but I'm an admin for a movie and game discussion group on Facebook called Pixels and Reels. There you go. Um, we are currently sitting about 1,300 people strong. It's a great little community, very inclusive, so long as you're not a bigoted asshole. We've been having to get rid of those yeah. a lot lately. Um, That's pretty
0: much the only rule at school of movies.
7: Yeah, don't be a bigoted asshole, and we will... Try and accommodate you, uh, or be a bigoted asshole. Just don't parade it around in our faces, and we'll probably let you stay. Um, <laughs> don't I mean, parade yeah, your bigoted
0: no. asshole around in our faces. Ooh.
7: <laughs> Basically, yes. Um, but yeah, no. Um, if if for some reason you care about my opinions at all, follow me on Twitter at playchampion, mm. uh, play underscore champion. But yeah, no. Come swing by pixels Pixels and Reels if you want to give that a shot. We're, we're more than welcome to have any newcomers.
0: I read uh, a thing uh, in a um, Sean Baby article on uh, five things we shouldn't be nostalgic about anymore and he said uh, one of them was Final Fantasy VII. Cloud Strife is what a bleached asshole thinks the rest of its body looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And uh, Brendan, where can people Uh, find
5: you? Um, You can find me on the Cinema Central branch of the Day One podcast, and we have officially come back from our summer break. Our uh, Back to the Future Trilogy show has been uploaded to SoundCloud and iTunes, so you can find it there. And just this week, since normally what we do is we do movies that pair well thematically Mm -hmm. rather than just chronologically, um, this week we just recorded our show on Brad Bird's The Incredibles and Zack Snyder's Watchmen. So that's going to be going up here in the next couple weeks.
0: Well, excellent. Uh, Sharon has just had to run off. So I'm going to uh, close us out. Um, and what are we are going to finish on? Oh yes, let's do, let's roll back the rock of time or something, whatever the fuck that thing's called.
7: Roll back the rock to the dawn of time that's and sing one. this
0: song with me. Oh God. Oh God. What a dumb movie
7: (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking dumb movie
0: (laughs) Actually I'll play you the trailer now I've been saving that I normally put them at the beginning of the show But in this case the trailer would explain Too much of what we were then about to go into And so now that you know the score This is how they sold it
4: Amblin Entertainment and Steven Spielberg Bring you the story of Cecilia Who was lonely
3: It's my parents They're just never around
4: and Louie, who longed for adventure. I'm running away to the surf While millions of light years away, someone
2: heard them. Greetings, friends. I'm Captain New-Eyes. I'm trying to make a few wishes come true. I invented this. It's a Wish radio kit. I wish I had a friend.
4: He sent them some help. They want to meet you. What do you say? From the prehistoric past. We'll do it! Farewell, my friends. Just try not to step on anybody. You've got to be kidding! Welcome to New York City! Who are you guys, anyway? Dinosaurs, actually. Dinosaurs, huh? You do got that look. Nice to meet you. It's really not that. I'm very pleased to meet you. Through high-flying adventures. Look oh, out for the skyscrapers! Whoa! narrow escapes through rush hour traffic watch where you're going they're making their way to the big top there right there but professor screw eyes that's the bad guy has other plans
1: (laughs) professor screw eyes eccentric circus standard contract you want to time? do you see what they're most afraid of
0: Push it to the contract.
4: What are you crazy? You'll be pulverized. I am the master of peace. This guy's nuts. We're back. A dinosaur story featuring the voices of John Goodman.
1: Roll back to the dawn
4: of time when the earth was smoking and the lava flowed. Martin Short. I like comedy myself. Jay Leno. You're gonna love this. Julia Child.
1: Welcome, welcome.
4: And Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Roll back
1: the rock. Roll back the rock. Turn back the clock. Roll back the clock.
4: Based upon the best loved children's book by Hudson Talbot. We're
0: back. A dinosaur story. Where is Central Park? I love the phrase best loved there because it actually doesn't really mean anything. It's it's not like this book is massively famous and that people, you know, seriously love it. It just means it's the most loved book by this obscure author. I don't know. It's like I say, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's sometimes got some heart, but it's so coldly calculated at times. And so, like, yeah. but like, calcu- like mis- coldly miscalculated.
7: I took notes because I saw your Jumanji tweet today of how how you had copious notes. I'm like, well, shit, I got to be prepared. (laughs) So I have I have stuff like the first and only evil thing Screw Eyes does is drug children. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) How does a dinosaur know how to skateboard slash ride a motorcycle? Alien DNA situation, but with cereal.
0: It's totally alien DNA. It's like, well, this cereal does whatever. Yeah. Who could care?
5: It gives you magic blood.
0: Yeah. And it teaches you songs and cultural reference points and yulchones from herbivore to to omnivore. All kinds of shit like that. And also, here's the other thing. They may be, we're back. This may as well just have been a story about a T-Rex. Like, the other dinosaurs don't even feature.
7: They're just there. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of concerned about how Woog and Dweeb are almost disabled. (laughs) <laughs> and it's played for laughs
0: do you mean mentally disadvantaged
7: yes yeah
0: yep i yeah. get that yep
7: and then i didn't mention it cuz it really doesn't have any effect on the sh- on the movie or like what we were saying but there is no golf course directly in the middle of new york city like they show
0: yeah did they build that for him on top of a skyscraper
7: i it looks like it's where central park should be but mm. he's like the size of a building in that
0: Wide shot. And also just the logistics of imagine, like, imagine picture a T Rex with its little arms. Now give him a golf club. (laughs) How is that working? That's a big
5: ass stick. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to putt with that? Come on. I mean, maybe your long distance game is on point, but at the very
0: least, he needs a caddy.
5: I mean, you
7: saw you saw how he putts. He missed that that putt. Is honestly at the beginning, yeah. That putt's super easy. Oh, he yeah. is
0: shit at well, golf. He's just started, He just ate some guy and stole his vest, and uh, you know this is his first how game. Is that? Yeah, this is before he goes on his New York rampage.
7: Ah oh, man, fuck this
5: movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, you could very legitimately say fuck this movie, but you know if it. Uh, I, I I think Chris will be happy because we're discussing something that's so key to his childhood.
7: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this was kind of my thing of if if I got tired at the beach and none of my family wanted to deal with it, me, they'd put me inside, put this damn movie on, and get a free hour.
0: Well, wait a second. So it, wait, did this happen year in, year out, or, or just once? One year?
7: I mean... I'll no, never this forget.
0: Happened. Art 4, 94 at the beach, and we had this on VHS.
7: Well, year in and year out, like, I'm only... I'm only 21, so you this was.
0: That that means you didn't bring like a VHS tape with you from home.
7: It was an eight-hour drive, and none of us really thought that far ahead because it was. M- my mom was of the opinion of, "You're at the beach, go the fuck outside."
0: And, and until she gets tired of you, then she's like, "You're at the beach, go and watch that stupid dinosaur movie."
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was either the... Actually, eat no, some
0: cereal, I, maybe you get smarter.
7: I mean, <laughs> I think. I typically brought Fantasia with me because that was like the first movie I ever saw and I adore that movie to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was either Fantasia or We're Back at, at what the What a beach. choice.
0: It's dinosaurs yes. either way. and Yeah.
6: I am shaking my head right now.
0: Because she loves Fantasia. <laughs> I
6: adore Fantasia. Not a great fan. I, myself. I would happily sit and watch Fantasia over and over and over again forever.
0: Yeah. as would
7: i as would i i i adore that movie to no end but when you're an eight-year-old and the rest of the house is like trying to get on with their life you don't want to hear the same classical music over and over and over
0: again which is why you get the vhs tape of fatal attraction you put that one on bunny in a pot no problem bish bash bosh (laughs) entertainment for an afternoon
5: (laughs) (laughs) Because if there's one thing that eight-year-olds love more than dinosaurs, <laughs> it's Boiled Bunnies and Michael Douglas having sex.
0: <laughs> oh, this show took a yeah. turn. <laughs>
7: it took a turn? We've been steadily falling down this hill all afternoon.
0: Oh, God. It's, I mean, the fact that like, we didn't. We barely mentioned this, but Steven Spielberg put his name to this. You know what?
7: Uh, yeah. I'm, you see Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy's name on the on the pay on the in the credits, and you're like,
0: "Why?" I know you're a busy man, Steve, but and and your produce like if you if if you go to Steve's um, uh, IMDb page, you go to producer, your thing, finger gets tired scrolling down. But how long would it really have taken you to just read the script for this thing? Just sit down long. and read it, and just go. Oh, this is horseshit. Get one of get, get, get David get David kep on this. I mean, he may have written the Lost World, but he also wrote Jurassic Park. You know, so uh, yeah, that that needed to be done, and uh, it's it's a blot on uh, Steven Spielberg's career, frankly. But um,
5: well, so are the Transformers movies, and
0: yeah, did he drop out of uh, um, producing them after the first one? I think he might have. He might have. Yeah, you can feel it. Because the second one is so horribly cynical. And and as I said, We're Back could have felt a lot worse in that regard. What it was peddling ended up being confused. But they could have been basically... They could have ramped up the cereal angle a lot more, you know? Made it all about the commercialism of cereal and and how kids... Kids eating... The idea of kids eating sugary breakfast cereal makes them smarter. Or some lunacy like that.
6: Well, they are deliciously fortified.
0: They are deliciously fortified. That could have Art been the focus breakfast. of the movie. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do. Don't sign any contracts with the devil, kids. If you do...
6: Read them first. Make, make them sure first. you
0: read it. Don't sign them in blood. Don't let your dinosaurs out. And, and if you're going to take dinosaurs to the future, which you shouldn't, but if you are going to take them to the <laughs> mid-future, wherever the, whenever the fuck that is, make sure you stay with them. They need a guide. You can't just let them loose. They have no cultural reference points even if they are guzzling down hot dogs and knowing exactly what they are and talking in Brooklyn accents. Uh, Sharon has just had to run off, so I'm going to uh, close us out. Um, okay, we will be back next week. I've been Alex Shaw. I've been Sharon Shaw. <laughs> and school's <laughs> <out>. <laughs> She ran away, what am I supposed to do? Okay, I'm leaving that in, fuck it. That's how she talks, now, as I recall. <laughs> yeah.
1: I
3: wish they were
1: real. Yeah. Dyson, look, dizers. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if they were real? Cool. <laughs> Roll back the rock to the dawn of time When the earth was smoking and the lava flowed Roll back the rock to the dawn of time You can blow your cool just like a volcano Snap your fingers and stomp your feet Soaking up a little of the jungle beat, roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. Turn back the clock. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. Turn back the clock, maybe you can see Why the 20th century appeals to me So much to learn and so much to do And a zillion wonderful things to choose Roll back the rock Roll back the rock, Turn back the clock Turn back the clock Roll back the rock to the dawn of time And sang this song with me So, uh, still so yeah. what do you think of my friends, huh? I think they're swank,
4: first rank, top hat Right down to their tails Say what? And I like you, too. Hey! Shut up with that. What are you, (laughs) 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 Safi?
1: If you're thinking this guy's unreal, just imagine how I must feel. Just imagine how I must feel Human beings, mm, what a meal Roll back the rock to the dawn of time And sing this song with me Hey, hey! What do you know? There's another fella just like me! Good to see somebody of a similar persuasion If you know what I mean, put her there <laughs> Back the time. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me.